Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Smart Wrestling Fan, episode number blah, 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 800, let me figure it out, 811, I think. Somebody call 811, hurry, I don't think that's a real number. I am Joe Negron, Smart Wrestling Fan, by the way. Uh, I am Joe Negron, along with our esteemed co-host, once again, uh, back from last week, Octopus Mask. Hello. I'm back, baby. Hello. How are you doing? Do you have an octopus mask? Do you own one? It's well. It's actually a, an actual octopus that has attached itself to my, to my face. So okay. it's not really a mask so much as an octopus. So kind of like alien, mask. but like with an octopus instead of. It's almost the yeah. same. Is it the same? It's not the same. There's no eggs being laid in my. In oh my, my God! Cupboard. No, I don't want to think about these things. Thankfully, if it was, I would have taken the mask off a long time ago. That's true. That's a really good. Or point. I would have probably died and had something pop out of my stomach. That's true. Um. <laughs> But it wouldn't. What was it? Spaceballs, where it was dancing. Is that the top hat? Oh, my baby. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not like that, I though. Used, like no. real aliens. That's so Spaceballs one for show everybody. It, yeah, that would have at least been cute, you know? Yeah, that's true. Our show's over now. We referenced aliens, Spaceballs, and uh, we're done. We're not going to talk yeah, about any, wrestling today because wrestling's stupid. Any, yeah. so. any life form that pops out of your stomach should be cute, right, ladies? That's what they say. That's in the, the pro tips guide that I spent $5.95 on. I don't know why I wasted my money on that, but welcome to the program, everyone. Yes, I could have borrowed yours, or I could have just asked for the information. I could have, if we could learn. Um, so welcome. We're going to talk about wrestling this week. Um, we have an important pay-per-view to talk about. It's called Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Oh, my. I added the oh, my part. Doesn't everyone do that anyway? It's a no. thing. Maybe the first like two or three times, but that's kind of cliche at this point. It's Joe. very cliche. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the pay-per-view is kind of a cliche. I mean, it really, really yeah. is. We'll talk about that. It's good points. It's bad points. It had them both. So mm-hmm. there you go. Some of it very awesome. Some of it very stupid. And some and of it are very fake. We haven't. I was going to say, we haven't talked about it at all. I'm excited no. to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I was purposely avoiding the subject, so we talk about it specifically on the show. We don't really know what we're going to say, what the other person will say about TLC, the pay-per-view. But we also have the other bunches of wrestling shows to talk about, including some of Impact, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, all that stuff. Oh, and the news. Oh, my God. Some of the ratings, uh, worst of all time. Can't wait to talk about that. So... <laughs> Sit, uh, sit so, back and relax, and 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 what and who? I was saying deservedly so. The, well, it the was, ratings. Yeah, you're right. And what happens when ratings are bad? <clears throat> Excuse me. The the McMahons come back, or even older people come back, and we'll find out about that. Who's you know coming back? Show? Oldies. Who in the middle what? of a COVID a COVID crisis? Yeah, uh, bring back all the oldest people you can. Yeah, and, and group them, cram up. them all into a ring together in a place Absolutely. where people have caught COVID before. Also, bring back Carlito, who will spit on people. At the, it's going to be great. It's really. And he's coming good. in from he's coming in from out of country too. You think he's gonna... quarantining? No, he's not quarantining. No. No, I don't know if he is. I don't want to say that. Carl, you know who coming. knows? Is he, really, is he really coming? Yeah. All right, no spoilers. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. So um, first, I want to say thank you to everyone listening to the show. Happy holidays. This is the week of different kinds of holidays that people might have. So 
have fun with that and stuff. But don't go over somebody's house like a moron. Stay home. You have Skype. You have Zoom. These are free things you can use. You have a freaking phone with these things you can download. It's all free. Just take advantage of the technology. And don't die from COVID like a moron. That's it. Also, wait, hold on. Don't give it to somebody else like an idiot. Also, breaking news, Larry has COVID. And it's not funny. We could make all the jokes we want about it. We really we could. Say, we really could. But it's horrible. And it's because of bad work conditions. And, and, and I, don't, I can't even get into it here. But I, it, it's awful. And he's at home. And he feels like crap. And um, yeah, he wanted everyone to know you could send gifts to Mr. Mutant Larry at sendmegifts.foot. So if you ever, anybody wants to do that, we'll start a pool for Larry. And um, that's not a real dress, though. But you can figure it out if you want to do a thing for Larry. Nobody, Nobody's going to do that. But I'll, I'll send him something. Maybe I'll send him some sort of box of trinkets at Christmas time or Kwanzaa time or whatever you're doing. So that should be the name of the GoFundMe. Do a thing for Larry. Yeah. Do a thing. We love you, Larry. Feel better. I hope he does. But I mean, I talk to Larry every day, multiple times a day. And today, couldn't even talk to him. Feels so crappy. He is wiped out. This is not good. So I'm just hoping he feels better. Again, no cure for COVID. You just have to wait it out. But at least now we have vaccines that are being I, I actually know people that have va- have been vaccinated now so that's pretty neat mm-hmm. i haven't been because i didn't get the opportunity yet and it might be months until i do but i'm glad in a pandemic situation that uh that we're actually at that stage so early that we can we can get vaccinated so i i would Absolutely. suggest people should you know start figuring out how that's going to work for them but what my my point of all this is take it from larry do not do not gather up this holiday like a goofball. Just just stay home, okay? Just do it. Okay. Thank you. You've convinced me, Joe. I'm staying home. <clears throat> Good, because I know you were going to go out and like some sort of like sea, sea monster festival or whatever octopi do. I don't know. So it's almost the it's almost the no pants subway ride season. Is that what that's it is? That's a thing here. Yeah, that's a thing where you ride the everyone rides a subway in just their underpants. And I was going to do it. But you can't in the not, pandemic, not right? I'm going to wear underpants and a mask, so I I'll see. be okay. Got it. If it was not a pandemic, would you have done it? Uh, I've never done it before. My wife has, and I, a lot of my friends have done it, but I have not. Okay. But w- but will you? Like once we get over everything back to normal, if it ever is a thing. I won't even bring the underpants. Okay. There you go. You heard it for here first, so breaking news, everybody. Um, so That one will be a visual podcast. <laughs> no. no. I'll bring the camera for That's that fine. one. That's fine, but <laughs> we're not drunk here at all. Trust me, we're not. Let me just open this up. Okay. Um, so speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I was being facetious about <laughs> us both. Um, so uh, also, thank you for people for listening. People, people, our greatest people, our Patreon subscribers, our extra subscribers, our other subscribers, our non-subscribers, and just our free listeners. We have the free feed as well. And that's what happens when you put the dog food out and, you know, let the dog eat as it wants to. That's called free feed. But we have it too here on the show. And we just let you listen to the show every week for free. Um, but if you'd like to support us, you can go to smartwrestlingfan.com and there's all the links there. Or you can go directly to 
the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan. And then there, you can become a patron. And it's just as little as $5 a month. You can listen to this show every week, the weekly podcast. You can listen to it first. Before anybody else, you can be first. You could say, I'm first. Because people love that. Like on the message boards, I'm first. I don't know why. But for this, it's neat. Because you get the information first. And you can laugh first. And have fun first. Why wouldn't you want to do that while supporting your favorite show? But let's say you are completely broke. Because you have no money. It's the holiday season. You have nothing. You can get a free audiobook on us. And all you have to do is go to the website audibletrial.com slash smartwrestlingfan and I don't have an audiobook suggestion this week maybe you do Octopus Mask so. you know I actually have I have one in mind Joe well go for I, it because uh, I don't I'm so. I'm one of those folks who who a long time ago subscribed to the audible and and uh used the the link clicked the links and such, such. yeah and uh I was able to do it again recently nice. uh, because audible kind of reset all that stuff so that was pretty cool they did and i chose a book uh a, a lovely book called the book of joe about a dog and his man now wow. it's not about you joe oh uh, i thought it might you. be no no that would be that would be strange uh but not really book, uh, okay yeah it's about it's about vincent price uh the actor. <gasps> oh yes yeah, the 13 the ghosts of scooby-doo of course of course, Vincent Van his, most, his most well-known yes. production that Joe, that Joe pulled out there. Why wouldn't it be? Um, certainly. Um, and <laughs> it was a book about his all of his pets. And there's a really great Christmas story right up front, really depressing Christmas story. So that was a great listen. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's my that's my recommend. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. He's, he had he had lots of dogs. Um, okay. And and uh, he told lots of great stories. About, it's narrated by his daughter. So it's very um, it's very sweet. Um, but I, I got the book actually, Joe, um, plug, 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 uh, to help me out with my podcast, which is called the full price, which is a podcast specifically about Vincent price covering all of his work is and his life. Very specific podcast. Oddly that's like specific, if we had a podcast right. about John Cena and that's it, you know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. If John Cena had made, you know, 150 movies and been in thousands well, hasn't of episodes he? of the Marine One, the Marine Two, the Marine Five, the Marine Seven. Oh wait, that's Miz. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I thought Marine Seven was going to be AJ Styles. Even Marineier. No, he's in the background. That's okay. We'll get to that. Well, if if that podcast sounds interesting to you at all, yeah. How do you get which, it? What do you do? Uh, you can you can find it on all your podcatchers, uh, Full Price Pod, uh, or you can find me on Twitter uh, at Full Price Pod or Instagram or Facebook and ask me about it. So plug now, plug ha- plug. Thanks a lot. Have you done an episode about the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo yet? I have not, but I do have the most recent. Uh, you know, Joe, that they just put out a closing. Uh, s- what's the word? Uh, they put out a new edition of the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo because Stop. that series was left hanging. So yes, there is a, I know. Yes, there's a final Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo <gasps> that explains wait, away. Wait. Yeah. Is this real? Are you messing with oh, me? Because you know I no, like this. No, no. This came out recently. Phil uh, <clears throat> Phil Lamarche does the Vincent Price impression. You know the guy. Yeah, the guy. Yes, he, I know who Phil Lamar is. He does all the good Phil voices. Lamar. Yes. Yes, and of course he does Vincent Price's voice for a lot of his characters. Um, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't play Vincent Price. But he used the voice to do the to do the show. So it's like a feature length production. It's pretty good. Wow. When did this happen? Uh, this came out. I would say. Two years ago, but okay. I have the DVD or the maybe Blu-ray. See, that's the thing. I have it over when here. when you like something as a as a younger human, 
and you like it a lot, and then it leaves you hanging like that. When when it, that was our thing when we were kids, um, we would watch um, all these different sitcoms and different other kinds of shows, different sci-fi shows, different superhero shows, whatever it was. We'd get very upset when they got canceled, and there was no even even Alf didn't have closure until the like stupid whatever it was one-off special that really didn't explain anything. But I loved. Stupid 13 Ghosts of Stupid Scooby-Doo. It's so stupid. It's it's horrible. But I loved it because of the concept. I love having a finite number of things that you have to find, the whole quest, and then they just were like, eh, we're done with it. And so if you're telling me this, and my point is this, there's no tracker for that. It's not like when I was a kid I could turn on like an app and say, Okay, if there's ever any more of these made, let me know because I'd like to finish this. So you telling me this is like a revelation to me. So. I'm thrilled that I was able to, to to bring that to you, Joe, because I've watched it. It's pretty fun. Okay, uh, it's a lot better than the original Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, of course, because the people who made it, ha- you know, like you, have the nostalgia for it and yes. wanted it to be good. So it was, care. it was, yeah. yeah, they actually cared. So. So yeah, so that was uh that's my all recommendation. Oh, and, and my Christmas episode's out right now. So if anybody wants to catch Ooh. it while the season's while the season's seasonal, go there ahead. You go. Perfect. That sounds good to me. So if you do a Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo um, episode, I would love to be uh, considered as a as a person on there, even if you don't have ho- guest hosts. But I'd like you to make an exception for me. I never do, but we'll we'll talk we'll 13. talk uh, <laughs> offline because that sounds like something we could arrange. It could be funny. Um, no, it wouldn't Multi- be funny. Multiverse crossover or something. It would we'll, be we'll something like worst, smart worst episode fan meets Vincent Price and Scooby Doo. It would be amazing. So, okay, so we got the can plugs we, can, out. Can of, we? Can, sorry, can we not do uh, smart wrestling fan today? Can we actually just do the thirteen ghosts? Of I'd Scooby-Doo? rather do that, but we do have to talk about the pay per view and other news and stuff. So, and there's important ratings information and there's there's stuff. So we should probably get right to it. And I'm going to talk about it right now. But first, it is the holiday season. So, you know. This is for Joe Negro. For attacking me in backyard monsters. It's not funny. I'm just a little kid. What are you, like 70? Stop being so mean or I'm telling Facebook. I hate your dumb face, you dummy. He's so mean to me. I probably deserved me, it, though. Yeah, you did. But that makes me that makes me so teary, teary-eyed. Why, to think that he's a full-grown adult with grandchildren now? Yeah, and uh-huh. I have a, a daughter right now who is about his age when he recorded that, and to think... Oh, Aw, she's going to be like a grandmother gets, in like 20 years or whatever. It like gets that's, me right in, right in the feels. Right, Joe, in the, right in the feels. Just like Larry's children. Aw, Aww. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Ba- and and also, um, besides that, also, uh, how's, how's, as Larry would say, baby Bleggins doing? <laughs> Did you forget about deep that? Because I didn't. Deep cut. Ooh. Yeah. Deep cut. Um, <clears throat> she's, she's great. Great. Good. That's good to know. Thank you for asking. Larry will be happy to hear that baby Bleggins is doing good, even though he probably won't remember that he even said that because he was so drunk. So I cannot I cannot wait until she's old enough to understand when I tell her the story of what baby Bleggins is. But That's right now awesome. that would just confuse the just confuse her so much. Right. I'm not of course. That. You can't no. do that now. It wouldn't make sense. So let's do some news here. There's really no news. It's all ratings news. Um, Last week's Monday Night Raw scored a 
record low 1.5 million viewers. It had a record low first hour, a record low second hour, and the record low third hour. Congratulations to Raw. Mm. Overall average record low. I had to re-listen to our episode to remember what happened on Raw prior to uh, watching this week's Raw. Or I guess, yeah, I had had no idea what was going on because it was just so forgettable. Completely forgettable. Yeah. It is forgettable. And it's sad. And we'll talk about it. SmackDown Live on FS1 managed to somehow score a million viewers. Now, they got me because I really thought we'd be somewhere around 600,000. So They never promoted it as being on FS1. I don't remember them ever saying that. Now, they said it on Raw, but then they didn't say it on SmackDown. So how are we supposed to know? As we know, Joe, people who watch SmackDown only watch SmackDown, and people who watch Raw only watch Raw. That's what I heard. Who are these people? That's why it's so important Hmm. when they have those crossover shows to see which show is the best show. That's right. It's brand supremacy at its finest. Brand, brand warfare. Yeah. Got to keep that up. That's important. Um, AEW versus NXT. AEW wins again. Uh, they had 806,000 viewers as opposed to NXT 766,000 viewers. So that was actually pretty close this week. It's not too far off. Last week, TNA. AEW slaughtered NXT by like 300,000 people. So, so AEW went down a lot, actually, then. It did. It lost It lost viewers. But it didn't have that, you know, new crossover smell and new champion smell and new sting, old sting smell that it had before. So that's, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, and when you do the show taped and then you lie like JR and say it's live as live can be, um, I don't trust him anymore. He lied. So that that new, that old sting smell, it's kind of like when something smells a lot in your house and you just kind of get used to it. And then you don't notice it anymore. I think that's the old stink smell. The old stink smell. Yeah. Okay. It's close though. We could, either one's acceptable today. Um, Yeah. Most of the news is just within the wrestling shows themselves. So we're just going to save every piece of that and go as we go. That sound good. That sounds great. We have, Lord knows we have enough to talk about. We have too many shows to talk about. There's like six, seven, 10, I don't know, five, I think, but let's just talk about, we, we said we weren't going to do a full review of Impact this week. We just want to talk about the parts that cross over with AEW. Because there was a lot of Impact where I'm just watching it and I'm going, what, what, what is this? What, what, are we, what is this? Eric Young in jail. What is, why is he in jail? What is happening? Is it, he's talking about the infections. and it, There were like three segments that all th- seemed like the same segment from him. So that's well, why I figured we don't need yeah. to talk about that stuff. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I mean, it's up to you, right. but you oh, tell me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, well, impact. Okay. Okay. So oh, I did go back, Joe, and, and rewatch the pay-per-view from last week before I got into impact okay. because I didn't watch it before the show we recorded last week. Oh, that's so right. Cause there wasn't enough time. Yeah. There's yeah. There's way too much wrestling last week as we, yeah. as we discussed. Well, same as this um, week, but yeah, just that is to say that. I had no idea. A lot of the matches on that show, having watched the the, the go home show before the pay per view, right. I had no idea what those matches were or yes. why they were on the show. Because they so. can't advertise all that in one episode of Impact. So WWE does with packages and stuff. But they have two different programs doing it though. They don't do it mm-hmm. all at one one show in two hours. They take five hours to do that. 
<laughs> Isn't that sad? I feel like they do because it's all it's all it seems like wow. it's all uh, raw feels uh, like five hours. Yeah, it's all recaps and stuff. Yeah. But anyways, okay. So impact. Uh, they recap Omega's threat to go title hunting on Impact uh, to start the show, and as they do, they visually cycle through the Impact champions like Swan and Manic and Moose. But let's be honest, Omega's not going after the X Division title, Joe, or nope. the fake Moose title. Nope. So He's cut not. that out, Impact. We all know it's we all know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, match, 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 promos, promos, promos. Back to Kenny's bus. Kenny's bus is here. Carl Anderson is in the main event tonight with Chris Saban. That's right. And, yeah. And Motor City Machine Guns are backstage with an interviewer, and they recap having beaten Triple XL in the North, which was step one and two to a title match. And step three is beating the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, which is Anderson and uh, Gallows. Yeah. Turns out the Motor City uh, has a rematch clause from way back when in their contract, and there's uh, there's only room for one machine gun in Impact, Joe. Yeah, but but there's but there's but three. There's three. Yeah, there's so. two ma- machine. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I know what they mean. In uh, in Kenny's bus with Carl, uh, Kenny and Don keep calling Carl the 2012 G1 finalist. Yeah, uh, which is which is funny. That's probably what I would say to him if I was. I guess that's uh, all you could say. Trying to rib him too, you know. Um, and they point out that Shelly couldn't even make it to the finals of the best of the super juniors. <laughs> That's true. A lot of New Japan talk. I, I'd love to meet like the five impact fans who don't know anything about New Japan <laughs> and see point. what they think of this whole crossover. <laughs> they're very confused right now. You know, they're out there. You know that they exist. Of course they do. Yeah. People who've been watching since, you know, since the Jeff Jarrett days. That's right. Kenny tells Carl to go get him. So <laughs> Carl's going to fight. Uh, uh, Saban in the main event. I already said that. Carl uh, walks. Should I keep, I keep calling him Carl? Is it An- Anderson? Is it weird to call him Carl? It sounds weird. It's fine. I'll, all right. Carl you have to call him Carl with a K, though. Carl with a K. Just like Kayla with a K. Yeah. Walks into the parking garage uh, by the same door that Swan was barred from exiting last week. Oh, that's week, right. If you yeah. remember that angle, right? Mm-hmm. And the same security guard is standing there. And Swan is still there, too. So like, they've just been standing around in the garage waiting wow, uh, a for a whole week, it seems like. Um, trying to leave, but Carl wants to find Shelly and Saban and Swan is, uh, telling Carl that he thinks he's just Kenny's lackey now and the machine guns step awkwardly into frame and Carl decides to wait until the match tonight to get <laughs> his, uh, to, 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 to take out his frustration on Saban. Right. Um, that little segment there was nonsensical in a lot of ways without really being funny. So that's not a great start. It, sometimes they just have to convey information. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's when there's just there's just nothing to latch onto there. But but you're right. It's 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 getting into the main event, which is where we're going to. Uh, Joe, I do want to ask one thing: Is the TNA ring smaller than the WWE ring? It might be. Is it? It could is be. Is it yeah. like one of those eighteen footers instead of being instead a 20 of twenty footer yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is that right? That could be. Right. It looks. I, I don't know side. though for sure. Okay. I didn't study uh-huh. the latest ring size from Impact because I remember when the. <clears throat> six sided ring was a thing. Six sides, six sides, five sides. Um, when that was a thing, you know, that was the ring everyone hated. All the wrestlers hated it so much. Ah, I hate it. But then I remember they did go to a regular size ring when, when Hulk Hogan said, Six sides will only get you so far, brother. And then he said that N word. So <laughs> you don't really want to listen to him anymore. Maybe the Nashville zone is a little, a little tight. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. 
Uh, so, okay, match, 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 promo, promo, promo. And then it's TK and Tony. <gasps> this was awesome. Impact. This was even yes. better this week. Even better than the first week. Okay. I want to hear your take because I, I think it's on par. I, I don't know if I saw anything that was better, but. <gasps> okay, I'll tell you why good. I liked it more. But I, but go I ahead. loved it last week, so I, I loved it again. Right. But I didn't think it was that much better. But uh, give me one second and we'll see what you think. So okay. they're back in a, a paid ad. And it's great to be on cable access TV. See, up next, we have a city right council there, first, meeting coming. Okay, first of all, that's the first dig right there. Because he's saying it like as if Impact is on cable access instead of but access television, which is what it, the brand is uh, of, of the actual name of the channel is. So that's fantastic right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, TK reiterates that they're helping to fund Impact, which is he's so happy to be helping out. And uh, it's okay, fans. It's okay you're watching Impact because you'll get some nice things. Like Kenny's on the show, um, so that's 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 the one nice thing that Impact has. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of repeat stuff from last week. Um, oh, and then TK says, Don Callis, you think you taught me a lesson? You, uh, we got the highest ratings of all time last week, so you're <laughs> welcome to keep teaching me lessons. Awesome. Uh, Tony says the DVR can't find access. TV <gasps> and uh, yeah, ouch. They run down the card for AEW tomorrow, including what Tony calls uh, matches with the greatest wrestlers in Impact history, Kaz and Daniels. Yes. Tony asks them, hey, do you guys remember when Impact had fans back as TNA? Uh, no, no, they didn't remember. Wow. Yeah, that uh, I loved yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when it was when TNA was good and they actually had fans? And they said no. <laughs> Uh, Don is welcome to come to AEW tomorrow, and TK will start teaching him lessons about the wrestling business. Wow. Yeah, there's another quality, quality paid advertisement. Quality, quality, absolutely. Double quality. Every week, and I will keep watching Impact just to see those segments. That's a good point. Yeah. Whatever Omega does on screen. It is kind of worth it. I should have put this in the news, but um, Madison Rain is leaving Impact. Is she leaving Josh? She's... not that I know of, but she's getting a job. Um, I mean, maybe she is. I, I haven't heard that. But she's getting a job outside of wrestling, and I can't figure out what it is yet. All I know is she gave notice. Uh, well, so. maybe she's physically has to remove her person from Josh in order to do the new job, in which case Ooh, yeah. I'm correct. Hmm. Could be. I don't know. Interesting. You, you have no sense of what that might be yet. No, I don't. I have absolutely no idea. I just know... 100% sure she gave notice, and I don't know how many weeks she has left. Also, I do know that the replacement might be Matt Stryker. So, ah. but again, now, I, I none of this is confirmed. This is just what I've heard. Matt Stryker, that's a name I haven't thought of in a long yeah. time. I, I mean, we know him best now from Lucha Underground. Before it was from WWE, but now he. when I think of his name, I just think of Lucha Underground. So I've always been a big Matt Stryker fan, although I seem to remember by the time he was done in Lucha Underground, he had outstayed his welcome. Yes, a little bit. he did. He was very he cared about what he did, but a little bit in a fan marky way, like a little mm-hmm. too much. So sometimes that hurt it. But he really did care, though. That was the one thing I did like about him. Not like he's dead or anything. If he if he's I think he would help impact wrestling. I think if they're looking for a kind of a rebrand <laughs> and a new look and sound. Yeah. Cutting out the ta- the tapings and going, at least you know, not necessarily going totally live, but yeah, freshening up a bit and having a new voice sounds like a good idea. So we yeah. are back in the bus after some match, match, match promo, promo, promo. Uh, we're back in the bus with the 2012 G1 finalist Omega and Callis, 
and they call Rich Swan the B word. Wow. So yeah. I guess it does rhyme, but that's yeah. okay. They they say mm-hmm. what they said last week. Uh wait. Okay, yeah. The the in the main event, Carl should be able to handle Sabin or even right. Swan quickly, right? Mm-hmm. But Carl's not going to let them work him up and he leaves to prepare for his main event. Wow. Now Omega I, I, te- I do I'm sorry, before you do that, I just want to do one mm-hmm. more aside, and that's remember how you noticed and I noticed the green gel that they used on oh, yes. uh, the, the the moose stuff and the joke was i said yeah you know how i remember i noticed it because i said you wouldn't like him when he's angry yeah it turns out that is all on purpose they're using a green gel and he even says i haven't been angry yet you wouldn't like me when i'm angry you don't know what i'm capable of when i get actually get angry um he cut a promo about that in the ring so that was Wow, are we the only two humans on this earth that even understood or caught the green reference? We're picking up what Impact's laying down I here. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I did miss a big thing last week. So last week, as long as we're talking about Moose, I okay. said that he has a he has like he says he's also the champion. Yeah, the dumpster Rich champion Swan is annoyed. Yeah. But what I didn't realize was that Moose isn't the impact champion, like the the doppelganger impact champion. He has the old crappy TNA belt, uh, belt yes. that he pulled out of the trash. Yes. So that's so he's the the TNA champion. TNA and Swan is the right. impact champion, not right. impact. Correct. It's like like when Shane McMahon pulled the European title out of out of his <laughs> bag and gave it to Midian because yes. he's like, I don't want this crap. Yes. I remember that. That's like one of my first memories from all of wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, where was I? Okay, Omega tells Don he's mad at Swan because Swan's being disrespectful and interfering with his show. Uh, Omega's sorry about what he's going to do, but it's been a long time coming. So finally, we're going to get some sort of interaction, it seems, between uh, Kenny and the Impact roster. And I was thinking at this point in watching, um, how long can they do all this in backstage only? So I'm glad that they're teasing that. Right. And 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 I was wondering at the time, you know, is Kenny actually in Nashville? Because I kind of thought he was. And I realized how dumb that was to think that Kenny was actually in Nashville. He could easily be shooting all this bus stuff in Florida. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So so I, I don't I do not know what the reality is. By the end of the show, I'm still unclear. But that we'll is correct. That. And just so you know, Rich one lives in Florida, not in Nashville. So there you go. thank you, Joe. OK. Mm-hmm. Matches, 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 uh, prison segments, promos, promos, promos. Next two weeks of Impact are holiday specials. Oh, so it's just clip shows basically with AKA added clip new shows. stuff. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think Kenny's going to want to invade a clip show, so I guess that's over. But because we're on the holiday shows now, that means we've run out of episodes, so they have to tape new stuff in January. So That's good. Yes, that's, good. that's exactly what we need now. So. That makes Perfect. me want to watch the January shows. Me Although too. I hope I hope that they do insert some pre-recorded Omega stuff into the clip. <clears throat> I would shows, say, like I would say they almost have stuff. to so that somebody watches them. You know, well, for the people who are only watching Impact for the Omega stuff, it would make sense to 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 do that. So yeah. I hope that I hope that's I, where we are. I think they would do that. Also, I think it's weird because January has two pay-per-views in it. Impact that's two, they're like a week apart, and I think one's. One is a pay-per-view on Impact Plus, and I think one is an episode of Impact. Because isn't it Genesis and Hard to Kill? So it's like Steven Seagal and Phil Collins. Am I wrong? Uh, about – no, you're not wrong about any of that. It took okay. me a second. 
had to okay. had to connect the dots there. You got it. No, it, you it's got like it. AEW where they do the the special episodes and they do yeah. pay per views. Yeah. NXT does it too. So yeah, that's fine. Which is fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, we are on to the main event. So Carl yeah. Anderson comes out to the worst theme song I have ever. It's heard so in embarrassing. And then when he gets in the ring, it's embarrassing. Everything about it made me sad. Sad. Sad sad all of impact's music honestly is terrible it's not all good no but carl anderson's music is like somebody it's like someone's <laughs> trying to throw a wet blanket over his character and <laughs> it, it's really bad but what about all the posing and gun stuff too yeah the really terrible superimposed machine gun sound effect it's really phony and stupid and i feel yeah. bad for him because he deserves way better than that but he seems to be okay with it and i, I yikes He's, maybe he has a lower standards than me. I think that if if he had known when he was recording this episode that he would be backed you know, by Kenny Omega and Don Callis, he right. would have said, he would have said, screw you guys, give me some pyro when I do the you're machine gun. Absolutely thing or right. It makes sense. But he probably was like, I'm in the main event at the time that they were filming this. And he that's was true. That was good enough. We get uh, picture in picture during the match showing Kenny and Callis watching uh, from the bus. And uh, what we're about to get is a string of segments that would have worked much better in ring, yeah. I think. But thanks to the old footage, they had to splice a lot of things together. So probably Omega and Don would have been ringside um, if they had, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So now, Joe, I never saw Anderson in the 2012 G1, and maybe I should go back and watch those. But this match is kind of slow and plotting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a it's, beat down more in the WWE style. Than it's again, that's the problem. It's this yeah. lazy style instead of strong style. So yes, he wrestled a lot better in new Japan and I didn't, I mean, I wasn't even really watching back then. Um, this is just from what I've seen trying to catch up on old G ones, but yeah, it's, uh, he, he's, he's kind of, I don't know. Maybe he's just better at being a tag guy now. Maybe, although I never thought they were that great in WWE, unfortunately. Well, in WWE, that was their worst run. I mean, that's it's it's a real shame. They should have made yeah. a much bigger splash when they came in, and they just didn't. And it was kind of like they did it all. They did it all correctly. They had them jump the railing, and they said it's the Bullet Club, and we were like, you know, all that stuff. They did it right, but then how can you not? you know, put him with Finn Balor. How can you not do this or that? There were things mm. that should have just happened that didn't happen. You know so. what, Joe, be grateful though, because I think that Gallows and Anderson are the reason why the elite didn't choose to come to WWE. I, I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but to me as seeing that and then thinking, a good do point. I want to go to yeah. WWE? No, that, I mean, I feel like that's yeah. true. I mean, young bucks, all they ever wanted to do their whole lives was being WWE. And then they realized, Oh no, that's okay. Maybe mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was uh, clearly that was the right decision. I Anderson agree. wins the match via roll up in a handful of tights. And we get a picture in picture reaction from Kenny and Callis. And we see Kenny do the, the rainbow. Uh, sorry, ra rainbow. The yes. Rambo face again. The machine gun face. Oh, my God. That Rambo face of his is ridiculous. <laughs> um, Rich Swan comes out at ringside. And it's really unclear what he's saying now. The, the ringside stuff was recorded in the summer. So it's almost like there was some other story between Swan and yes. Carl that they filmed this for. Yeah. And so they cut this segment all up here with uh, with edits. So Kenny 
uh, they keep going back and forth to Kenny and Don and cutting away from Carl and Swan right. in order to remove what I assume were non-compatible bits of dialogue or whatever. It seems Carl like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that at one point Carl starts to put his armor on Swan and then they cut to Kenny and then they cut back and Carl just has his hand raised. And it's a little weird. Out. Yeah. It's weird. It's janky. So I'm curious about what it, what it was supposed to be and I'm sure that we'll probably never know. We'll probably never know, right. I don't know anybody Ken- there, so – yeah. Uh, Kenny is in the bus and says, Swan is champ and does what he wants. Well, maybe uh, uh, maybe this champ can do what he wants, too. And then yeah. Kenny walks off the bus. So <gasps> we're about to get Kenny Omega in, Finally. The, in the impact zone. We see Swan and Carl backstage. And Swan is upset that Carl cheated to win. So that's what the new story is. Yes. Uh, but Swan sure didn't look that upset on the ramp after the match. No, going back no, to not at all. The whole I mean, no, maybe, thing. but yeah, that doesn't seem to be the story. No. Uh, Carl clocks Swan. And again, the Motor City machine guns just step in from out of frame uh, like they did early in the night. And they beat up Carl. But yeah, Gallows is in. All right. Make the save. Because, of Gallows course, when this stuff was shot, he was injured. But now he's not injured because that's how time works. So there you go. Um, Swan evens the odds, but in comes Kenny. And there's Kenny. He's in the impact zone with a wet floor caution sign <laughs> that he he busts Swan over the head with. Yeah. Which is, of course, the, probably the funniest weapon you could find in the backstage area. So I appreciate I always appreciate that from, from it's Kenny. It's pretty good. Um, so, uh, so yeah, even if they filmed this in Florida, filmed it in Florida, I don't know, but in story, Omega is in Nashville. They taunt the laid out Swan with the real world champions belt, they say. Mm. And, uh, Kenny says, uh, you may be a champ, but as long as you're a wrestler, this is Kenny's world and it hard to kill in January, Omega and the good brothers, uh, which he does call the bullet club. Remember last week? They they bleeped it out last time. This time, no. So I guess they, they're just doing it. So they're doing it. Bullet Club challenges Motor City Machine Guns and Swan for Hard to Kill. Hmm? And Don, right then and there, Don uses his EVP powers to make it official. That's a main event, kid. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That sounds interesting to me. That's our our impact. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I, I could take that. And then, and then the next two weeks might be nothing. But then once January comes, it's going to be all fresh again. So that's going to be good. So I will be watching that show at the very least. I'll, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll definitely be watching the first show back in January. Yeah. Mm, let's do that. But now we're going to talk about some, cause I don't think we have any emails for impact with. Oh, the one thing I did want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Joe, I totally forgot about this. Uh, so on the show, uh, this show or impact in. No, not on this show. Okay. That would be that'd be too meta. I don't think yes. I could have done done this for this show. Okay. Uh, on impact, Josh was talking about cameo again, and you know he reminded me of something I want to talk about last week, which hmm. was if you remember the gimmick last week. I got so tired, I totally forgot about this. Was we were doing the show last week? Yeah. But I was talking about all the different wrestlers' cameos, and I found one wrestler's cameo in particular that got me so excited, Joe. I couldn't wait to talk about <gasps> it, and I got so tired, I just plum forgot, skipped right past it. Wow. So I spent all week thinking to myself, oh, man, you know, I'm so excited to talk about this. I kind of blew the spot last week. And I I just I got so excited. I got all worked up, getting ready for it. I couldn't just talk about it with you, Joe. I had to sing. I had to sing <gasps> about it. 
I get it already. Kali, oh great Kali, <laughs> I'm begging for a cameo, my man. Kali, Kali, oh great Kali, record one for your smartest wrestling fan. Your promos ran the very air With words so sweet and thoughts so fair Your temperament won't bend just like your needs Your smile is like a breath of spring Your voice is soft like summer rain And I simply must hear from you, Kali Hi Alex, what's up? This is the great Kali <laughs> I heard you got engagement Congratulations, brother. And Japan is a really good country when COVID is go away. So you should be go Japan <laughs> or honeymoon. Kali, Kali, oh great Kali. I'm begging for a cameo, my man. Kali, Kali. Oh, great Kali, record one for your smartest wrestling fan. <laughs> Hi, Sam. I want to wish you happy birthday. Celebrate big time birthday. I want to sing <laughs> for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Love you. Uh, Sam. Happy birthday to Sam. Thank you. Love you, brother. <laughs> Kali, Kali, oh great Kali. Record one for your smartest wrestling fan. Hello, Kevin. I heard you want come wrestler. Wrestling have lots of fun, but not easy. So, be strong. Eat lots of posters, lots of protein. Then you come look like that, me, great Kali. Oh my. I want to wish you Merry Christmas. Go Japan, make honeymoon. Um, wow. Joe, Joe, make sure you eat lots of oysters so you can become big like the I me don't know what to say about that part of it but wow there's a whole trove of those it's so much fun i don't know i don't know what to say now i think if more people knew that on cameo you could just go listen to other people's cameos that they had paid for i think more people would have have fun going and doing that so everyone go do that let me tell you something stop what you're doing right now turn off turn off smackdown for sure don't really do that listen to the podcast okay but let me let me tell you a thing though I thought I knew where you were going with it, and it was great. But I have something for you here. Well, it's for everyone, actually. To, 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 to put, add to that, to tack on. How about that? Tack away. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you are. <clears throat> I did pour myself another drink during that, that song, so. Okay. Boarding right. me. Oh, oh, there's the. There's, it's rewinding. Hold on. I have to get it. I have to figure out how to get this. So it doesn't break. So just give me one second here. It's loading. Oh my God. Okay. It's going. And 
Uh, here we go. Hello, Joe Negron. This is no. the great Khali. I want to say congratulations to you. Excludes Moonbeam and Mr. Mortant Larry for reaching 700 episode of podcast smart wrestling fan i want to say thank you so much supporting me the great khali if you want about more me more me you can subscribe my youtube channel all right god bless you take care thanks khali have you played that on the show before I, I don't remember, but I know that was from episode 700, and one of our listeners had, had him do a, um, a special 700 celebration. My favorite so, parts are when he forgets, he gets lost, and he has to have his- They cut it, his, and they, his the assistant has to remind him. Yes. Yes. So, someone's sitting there feeding him. Uh, what's, what's his name? Sam. Oh, happy birthday, Sam. And, they, and that's just in there, then. That's the best part. Now- Oh, yeah. Now, they're you video, think oh, everyone, they're vid- they're video everyone. They're, go watch them. They're oh, great. they're amazing. They're amazing. But hold on. There's more. Because what? yeah. Truly so think, this is the merriest of Christmas. It really is. And okay. So you know about Ian, right? But you might not know about the uh, other Ian. See, Ian. there's Ian, Ian that writes in every week about AEW. But then there's another Ian that listens to the show. And Joe, here's Joe, how could- how can there be two Ian's? How can there be two Ian's? And I'll tell you what. Look at the $100 bills falling out of his pocket. Um, here's his email. He says, hello, everyone. You may not believe this, but this was ordered before the show with Octopus Mask aired. So there's a reason he says that because so, he's sad that you, your name wasn't mentioned in this what I'm going to play. And burp. Oh, excuse me. He says, I know you have had hard times, baby, lately. So I wanted to send you some Christmas cheer. And hope all hope things are better for you and all the Smart Wrestling Fan Galaxy next year. Thank you for all the entertainment in 2020 and have a happy holidays. Ian, not Vampiro, not AW Ian. I don't think you're ready for this one. Just that name is very suspicious. Okay, here a lot we go. Of, there's a lot of questions about. Hey, what's up, who this guys? Is. It's Josh Matthews from Impact Wrestling, and I want to wish Joe, Amy, Larry. And all the listeners of the Smart Wrestling Fan Podcast, a very happy Christmas. And I want to thank you guys for watching Impact Wrestling each and every week. We certainly appreciate it. We Religiously. love all of our viewers. We love the fact that you guys are watching and talking about Impact Wrestling every single week. So, again, Joe, Amy, Someone's Larry, from myself, Josh Matthews, with my hair a little messed up. Uh, try to fix that for you guys. <laughs> Just uh, from myself and from all of us in Impact Wrestling, thank you guys so much. Your buddy Ian uh, wanted me to send you guys this message uh, here on Cameo, so I want to connect with you guys. He's got to dig, uh, dig us. From, from all of us, just a very Put the dig uh, in. very heartfelt thank you, and hope you guys uh, continue watching and enjoy Impact every week, and uh, keep up the podcast. Smart Wrestling Fan Podcast. If there were ever such a thing. <gasps> Just kidding, guys. Love you. Rude. Enjoy the show. Talk How dare you? How Did dare you, Josh? Podcast? You may have said podcast. It's like with frogs and stuff. That's what I do when I'm fishing. Can you? This uh, is quite Ian, the cameo week. So this, that, that's not Vampiro, Ian. 
that what he said? Correct. Very suspicious. Um, yeah. And it's okay. No, Joe, don't worry. He can just write it. He can just have Josh record that again, but add my name. Oh, okay. I was going to put it in there. So it was going to say, and octopus mask like that. Send me, send me the file, Joe. I'll do okay. it so next time you play oh, perfect. it. Perfect. But yes, he did say, seriously, he sent that out and we had already recorded the show. Then it got posted the next morning. So it was too late. But the point is, Josh Matthews just put over Smart Wrestling Fan, who he has blocked on Twitter because he forgot. He probably forgot he was mad at us. <laughs> he, he, forgot. he forgot. Yeah, he that's, that's thing, how Twitter so. works. You don't, you don't remember. You can't Twitter remember works. everybody. But, Especially and, if you're Josh, even, you get so much hate. Well, we, he's only mad at us because we said we can't stand. We, we basically threatened to say, Josh, as long as you're on Impact, we can't watch it anymore. And he did not like that at all. Um, but but I, there were things before that, things and stuff. We told him to stop. Sometimes it's character. just healthy to make a good, clean break on both sides. That's a good point. That was a healthy time to make a break, Joe. Remember that bound? For, remember that bound for glory series over the summer? Ooh, that was what that was one of the last straws. And then Josh, much. as a heel, was the last straw. Um, so thank you, Ian. Uh, other Ian, not yes, Vampiro, Ian, not AWN, because that Very was cool. awesome. Thank you, Octopus Mask, for that song. And thank you to whoever sent in that Kali thing because I forgot who it was and I feel bad. <laughs> I think I should do write we just, this stuff down. Do we just shoot all of our shots uh, the, at, already in the episode? We had all, we had three pieces of audio and the other all it's all, all gone. up. Yeah, it's all it's downhill a, from here, folks. There's no more AW time though. Not downhill. This, this is no. This is good stuff. AW Dynamite and it's taped, but it's on a slight tape delay. But Jr. lies and says they're as live as live can be. So thanks, liar for that one um as Wembley coughs in the background six-man tag match opens the show and it is hangman page silver and reynolds the foil brothers from dark order they're all dressed like cowboys so adorable tag name the good the bad and the hungy if you remember (laughs) john silver is also known as johnny hungy yes wow that is the that is the best three man group name Wow. I love that so much. It's pretty awesome. They're As a going against movie guy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, there you go. Man with no name trilogy. Um, they're going against Hardy Party, which is Matt Hardy and Private Party. So there you go. They advertise the shop like they do every week. AW shop, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Why aren't the action figures on the shop? That's basically a license to print money. What are they doing? I don't know. They Why would auction, prop, maybe they auctioned off the rights to the to the the figures, and they went to a company that can't handle the demand. I don't well, know. Well, that's garbage. Then that's really is stupid. That, is that what happens in the world of toys? I don't know anything about toys. It, it, it might. Yeah, it's possible. Um, next week, AEW. Oh, this is announced. AEW next week is on at question mark. <laughs> that's always my favorite time to watch a show. Question mark, and then they say after the NBA game. And then sometime after 10 p.m. So you have to stay up pretty late to watch AEW. So a lot of people are not going to watch that live. So I'm afraid the rating will not be that great. However, a lead-in from the NBA might Mm -hmm. be great. So it's hard to tell. So we'll find out. But they talk up. The commentators are talking up how great Matt Hardy is. What a great veteran he is while he does a rest hold forever. (laughs) It's <laughs> probably not a good time to say that. Uh, Dark Order and Hangman, though, they work together like they've been a team for years. 
this match was so much fun. It was great fun. It was so all fun. kinds of of triple team moves with Dark Order and Hangman, like they're a real team. So that's what mm-hmm. made this great. Well, I I know they've been hanging out backstage an awful lot just from watching BTE. Yeah. So I believe that they have some good chemistry. I believe it too, but it's funny. It's just like, it just works. But of course, the finish of the match is that Matt Hardy is turning into some kind of scumbag and the, what is he called? The guy that invented everything. Would you call him that? Um, he grabs some, a handful of hair to cheat and then gin and juice and Hardy tags himself in so he can get mm-hmm. the win. So mm-hmm. Hardy party, the uh, private party are not too happy about this. But a lot of that going on in wrestling this week. Yeah. No teams can get along yeah. for some reason. But there you go. There's there's um, yeah. that good match. But a yeah. reminder, Joe, that Hardy had eliminated Hangman from the Diamond uh, Battle Royal, too. He did. Mm-hmm. But he also eliminated so, one of the party people. Mm-hmm. But they made up on they made up party. on the internet, so don't worry. Yes. Yes. We didn't That's get to see it, it on TV, but they no. made it up on the internet. Exactly. Tonight you know it's what? also if, if they're heading to a yeah. Hangman Hardy program. I would love to see Hangman doing doing some crazy Hardy stuff. That sounds great. That'd to be me. fun. Yeah. But tonight's the AW World Title Eliminator match. Confusing? Yes, because it's not for the world title. It's the world title eliminator match that Joey Janela couldn't have because of some kind of COVID or something. So it will be notice qualification Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. And if Joey Janela wins then he'll get a title shot. But by the end of the show, that logic won't make any sense. Stay tuned. So, Also, Sting is here. Also, Inner Circle versus Best Friends, Top Flight, and Varsity Blondes in a 12-man tag. This definitely was a 14-man tag, right? Or do you not know? Um, I don't know, and I didn't, didn't listen closely enough to figure it out. Well, I think on Impact, they announced it as a 14-man tag. Oh, there was an injury. No, there was an injury. Uh, who's out? Um, there was no uh, injury. It wasn't that. Someone's family member or something? There was a yes, it was a family right? emergency. And that was Wardlow on the okay. one side, and then on the other side was Brandon Cutler, who just got cutlered from the match because there's no Wardlow. So there you go. Very, very good, Joe. Very good. Thanks. Acclaimed versus SEU is also tonight, and Serena, Deeb, and Big Swole against Ivelisse and Diamante. But up next, Cody Rhodes against Angelico. Mm. By up next, they mean backstage interview with Inner Circle. And there is no Wardlow. And later in the night, they do say it's because he has a family thing going on. Um, but this is great. They show off their award for the New York Times Best Performance 2020 for that what um is, What is that, dinner- Joe? I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, wait a minute. What? That's right. Okay. Dinner Debonair, the musical that was the greatest thing that AEW has ever done. Yes, I'm. A, yes, I remember. Okay, well, they gave an award, but the thing is, they only gave it to MJF and talked about his acapella group, the Acapellas, and they didn't mention. Well, they mentioned him, but Jericho didn't get the award. Hmm. This and, was in the New York Times, or this was like on their website. On their website. The same way that, yeah. Oh, so website. okay. So it's just written by some some uh, intern. In, yes, thank that you. That likes lists, I, like BuzzFeed. I was going to use a much less pleasant word. Lackey. Um, a, some sort of lackey slave that gets paid nothing and makes lists right, and couldn't even get into BuzzFeed. Yes, yes, that's correct. Um, but Jericho seems very annoyed that he didn't get one. He's a little upset. Mm-hmm. 
And then also, though, Jericho has no shirt on, clearly to show that he has been working out. He actually looks <laughs> like he's been trying. So, yeah, man. Show yeah. it off. Look at that. So, pretty good. But now we get this really cool thing. Cody and Brandy are having Christmas at home, and it's like this little Christmas music thing. And they're at home, and they have the new puppy. That's Baby Pharaoh. I can't remember the new puppy's name. It's not Baby Pharaoh, though. I think it's Baby Yoda. Um, and, oh, look, there's a delivery at the door, and they open it up, and it's baby shoes. And a little tag on it that says they're having a baby in 2021. And that Pharaoh, the big, big dog, is going to be the baby's personal guard. So that's pretty neat. The, the baby's getting Gucci booties. That is, it's a box from Gucci. You got it. A, so, which is, a, I just, just pointed out because it's fun to say Gucci booties. Gucci booties is funny until you find out how much it is and then you want to vomit. So, yeah, yeah. it's like a Miro sweater, but for your baby. No good. Skin. Exactly. Or any of the Mysterio family's outfits. Um, Cody and Brandy come out with Arn Anderson and TH2 come out when we come back, Rick. It's Cody versus Angelico. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good match, but there's not much to it. It's kind of there, it's kind of over quickly. And um, Cody Cutter. Cody wins with a Cody Cutter, huh? Oh, yeah. But you know what? If you're going to win with a Cody Cutter, this is probably the best looking Cody Cutter I've ever seen. Yes, it was really nice. And it made Very sense smooth. that that was the finish. But yep. the whole match, all they do is talk about Angelico, such a such a submission guy. And it's like, I remember you from Luke Underground, and that was not your thing. You were the no, high but flyer. He, but he's doing it in the match. He I is. He and looked, that's fine. I thought he looked great in the match doing he the did. submissions. He did. It was just that I, I don't think the match had enough time to really get going. But I agree. But it did leave me wanting more from Angelico. Yeah. And, and Helico. Sorry. But and, and Joe, you you and you've said in the past that you don't get the TH2 thing because it's supposed to be about like a hybrid of two styles and you didn't really get it because they're both aerial flyers. And I get I, I, I kind of felt the same way, but I could see him working submission styles. That's in fine. AEW. If he wants to go that My, route. That's yes. great. Maybe I should watch some of his dark matches because I, I really enjoyed this match, but I agree it wasn't long enough really to, right. to showcase. My point in the past wasn't about that I don't get the hybrid. I don't get why they're part two. Because it's a hybrid of two styles. Is that really why? Yeah, there's the high flyer and okay. heavens and then the, the submission. But it, when the name makes it seem like there's a hybrid one, though. That's all. True. That's all. I was just confused. Um, so Taz... Team Taz comes out, all the whole family, including Hook. I named him Hook. Named my kid Hook. He's going to hit you with a lacrosse stick. I've mentioned this in an email before, Joe, but you know I live in New York City, right? I live in Brooklyn. And is, Red do you Hook, see Taz is, there all the time? Uh, I No, I don't ever see Taz okay. there because when you go to Red Hook in Brooklyn, all you see is yuppies in $2 million townhouses uh. and drinking, drinking $10 lattes. So it's really funny whenever I think of Taz being – Growing up in the mean streets of Red right, Hook, which, it's, it's, which now is wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's amazing. That's where we have our IKEA. That's the IKEA there. Don't get lost inside there. Um, Darby Allen is in the stands. They call him Turtle Boy, of course. And uh, Taz is ready to attack and send everybody in the ring, but it starts snowing and Sting comes out, and that's it. Nothing. They don't want to fight Sting because he's a baseball bat, but. This thing doesn't talk nothing. I could see why this was not as high rated show as last week. Yeah, but you don't know that while you're watching it. Well, I guess how do ratings work? Is it if you turn off mid show, it counts against the ratings? I assume. Yes. Okay. Because you get, that that's sense. why they do the the hours and the quarter hours. So because the number you get at the end is the average. So 
Yes. Mm. If you if you wanted Sting and now you know he's not going to be on the rest of the show, you may turn it off. I don't know who does that, but somebody does that. Somebody that likes Sting does that. Joe, Sting shouldn't be allowed to use the snow machine, I think, because a lot of the wrestlers are out there. They're just in trunks. But he comes out in a full-length coat. That's like an unfair advantage. It is really unfair. He's going to freeze everyone out and then win all his matches against Turtle. I like Turtles. Um, Which, wouldn't you call him Zombie Boy if he's really... I like Turtles. Okay. Uh, Broken interview with Miro. It's all stupid. The microphone's not even working. He says... Oh, they say... He got fined $750,000 no, $75, for beating up staff members that were posing as security. And then he, But he says, that doesn't matter. Who cares? I want to talk about how next week we have a huge announcement. And that is we're going to announce the wedding date, finally, for Joey Janela and Penelope, as I call her. But he advertises his dark, AEW Dark match with Sonny Kiss. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Although I love Sonny Kiss, but sad. That's great, but it's like, that's, wow. When that's the biggest match on Dark that you feel like that, hopefully somebody will watch that. It's. Oh my God, how did I. If I was a WWE star, Joe, and I was thinking, there's always AEW. Yeah. When my contract is up, I might look at Miro and say, is is that something? Is that something I want to test? I think that AEW's hit rate is pretty good, but Miro. Yes. I don't know. I didn't say this in the, I'll say it now. I didn't say it in the, the news thing, but I'll say it now that um, AEW filed a trademark for the TV show AEW Elevation. If mixed feelings about this, because it's a little too meta for me and too inside wrestling for me, that that's the show that'll elevate all the young up and coming talent. But. I don't care because I just want a second real show that's not just dark, which is like 18 matches in a row. I just want something different. So if that's real, you know, and they can put that on TV, maybe Saturday nights, maybe 6.05 p.m. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that would be the lead into pay-per-views at some point. Ooh, that would be good. So mm. there you go. Mm. Elevation could be real. So, oh, Miro, uh, Miro also reminds us Christmas is his birthday. So, Miro Day, mm. I guess. Right. Oh, and he gets, we get a good bah humbug. He do, he hates, yeah. He likes Miro Day. He hates Christmas. Um, Eddie Kingston comes out and he says he hates you and he hates you and he hates you and he hates you and he doesn't care about anybody and anybody who cheers him can go eat it. And he has a lot of enemies, he says. So I'm going to address all my enemies. First is God. That's the first enemy. That's and okay, because Vince retired him a long time ago. That's true. I remember that. Then Pac, but he calls him Pac because it's disrespectful when you mispronounce Pac's name. Um, then and He has that accent, too. It's, <laughs> that could be. Um, then Lance Archer. And Archer hears his name. His ears are burning. He runs right out, and it's a fight. But the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny and the Candlestick Maker all come out, and they do a beatdown on Archer. The Lucha Bros have to come out. And they're... Oh, Pac is back! Pac is back. Pac-Man is back. Everybody fights. Archer wants to kill Eddie Kingston, but Pac runs in and gets the shot instead and kicks Eddie in the face. And Archer gets really mad. And Mm -hmm. the faces, question mark, I guess, stand tall. Which is... The Lucha guys and Pac and Lance. No one that's in this a, cluster is really is really a face so as far as I'm concerned. That, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. Because that Frankly, would mean that 
everyone in AEW to me is a face because they're all pretty great. That's a good point. Yeah. That's how it is a lot of indie wrestling yeah. shows too. It's like you yeah. even want to cheer the bad guys. So it's like, well, yeah, everybody's yeah, a face if, to me. If you're trying to sell t-shirts, you don't, that's, that's what the game is these days. You don't want to be a heel on the indie circuit. That's a good point. Oh, did you mention that the butchers, when they ran out in the segment, they're wear they're wearing butchers aprons? Yeah, they sometimes they the do. Backstage? Sometimes they wear butchers aprons like they're they're grinding meat backstage or yep. whatever. So that's something. Um, but now backstage interview with Dustin Rhodes, he says, "Remember last week they said Dark Order asked him if he wants to be seven, and he goes seven was a bad idea in WCW, and it's a bad idea here too. So he's right. Don't yeah. do that this ever again." This was the second backstage interview tonight in a row with really messed up audio too, and it's no good. Yes, it was echoey this time. That was yeah, feedback. No good. Yeah. Next week it's Dustin Rhodes against Evil Uno at Holiday Bash, which starts at question mark. That's my favorite time for parties to start and end too. I love when it's five o'clock to question mark. You know that's six forty-five. So, <laughs> best friends come out, and Orange Cassidy's on commentary with a headset that's not even plugged in. So that was good. He's just pretending. And here's our 12-man, used-to-be-a-14-man tag. It's Best Friends, Already in the Ring Varsity Blondes, and Already in the Ring Top Flight against the Inner Circle. And that's Jericho, Hagar, Sammy Hagar, Jake Hagar, <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Oh, wait. Um, everybody but Wardlow. So MJF and the um, Proud and Powerful tag team, Santana and Ortiz. Um but now, yeah, this is where Excalibur says Wardlow's family stuff going on. But mm -hmm. Tony calls MJF a name I can't repeat. So that's something. And then this seems like a match, though, that should really be on the holiday show, doesn't it? This didn't seem like it belonged here at all to uh, me. This match didn't feel like a main event match. Too many. Well, it's, too not, many it's not a main faces. event. It's There's much yeah. more to come. But I'm saying the point is. It seems like this with when you put this many people on each side, that's a that's a holiday thing or a house show thing. That's not a it's not just a regular show thing. Do you think? Yeah. Well, with yeah, if there's a okay, yeah. if there's a feud, yes, but there's not. This is just top flight and varsity blondes. Like just they're just showing what they can do. It just, I suppose there's I, no this is point. kind of like a coming out party for both because they've just been really on on dark and they. I mean, they gave. I, I guess I see what you're saying. It's a strange. It's a big kind of Frankenstein of a match with a lot of things going on. Yeah, and I just. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Like it I had did its like moments. Brian Pillman in the match. They, Brian they Pillman was really good. Heavily. They 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 talked a lot about how Brian Pillman, the the regular Brian Pillman, not Brian Pillman Jr., um, wrestled Jericho and things like that. So that that was neat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. We got a nice reminder from JR that he's old and from another company because he <sighs> compared Garrison to Edge and Sammy God. to Guerrero. It's like these people aren't Thanks, here. JR. Just stop. Just please stop. Got that from the Nate. Shut up. Um, Hager uses, oh, he didn't use his own finisher. He uses the F10. So he steals Wardlow's finisher. And then he tags in MJF and lets him get the pin to show that we don't need you, Wardlow. <laughs> so that was pretty good. I, I like that. that. That's great, though. Yeah. Inner Circle win, of course, because that was obvious from the beginning. Poor best friends. They had to be part of that. But, <laughs> oh, well. Backstage interview with Thunder Rosa. She calls Britt Baker Big Nose. And then Reba comes in. 
to say, you can't talk like that. And that's just a distraction. And Britt attacks Rosa. And then they put her in, almost put her in the mandible claw thing, but they wash off some of Rosa's face paint. And then Britt makes an ugly joke. So that's not nice. No, not at all. No. Hmm. SCU out. And during the break, if you watch this on uh, Fight TV or anywhere else, uh, you would see that Daniel starts a safe and healthy chant and then says that's what they were going to name the tag team. But they (laughs) changed it to SCU. (laughs) So he's trying to make the crowd laugh and stuff. I thought that was funny because that wasn't on TV. But um, the acclaimed come out and they do a rap. So they're just John Cena or John Cena and friend, but Kaz raps back. So the thing is, they've already killed the gimmick where an unlikely person just already has a rap ready to go against them. So where do you go from there? Back to word life. This is basic thugonomics. I mean, I, I have real mixed feelings about this because the second rap they do later is kind of like, no one should be doing that in 2020. But this one, yeah. you know, there were funny parts and there were stupid parts. But that's how John Cena always was. But that was like 15 years ago. So um, SCU versus the Acclaimed is your match. And it's a good match. But the finish is cheating with the boom box and smacking Daniels in the head. And then some kind of weird finisher that I don't even know what it is. Not an STO, not a flatliner, sp- Spinning version of that into some kind of slam. I don't know what it was. Do you even know? Uh, nope. I think you actually did a pretty good job describing kind of what it was. Yeah. And we, I'm sure they'll name it later. Um, but uh, the acclaimed steal a win. And then they rap and it's junky and I hate it because it's full of all kinds of things that should not be said in 2020. So, you know, that's all you yep. got to say. <laughs> um, but they're, they're rapping at... The Young Bucks, who they challenge for the titles, and they mention that the Acclaims are the number five ranked team in the whole company. How is that even possible? Dark. Dark, baby. so. Can rack up those wins. I guess you do. Backstage interview with Top Flight, and they challenge Jericho and MJF to a match next week. So I thought Top Flight, they look a little too indie to me. I think we need they need a little more time on They're very indie, and that anybody. one of them, one of those top flights is the one on the right. 19 years old so yes they are very young so wow uh ivalice and diamante now against big swole and serena deeb it's a match what happened joe what happened to little swole from the 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 oh the youtube thing i have no idea i I really liked her she was if anyone watched that she was really great and i found myself hoping that she would be on the main show soon and that they would be kind of a thing but no, not to it be. Didn't happen. Hmm. Um, I didn't care about the match. Cloverleaf by Swole and Swole wins. I mean, Fair no, what's there to say? But then Vicky and Nyla Rose come out to attack, and then the commentators are like, "Oh, the Vixens," and they've never said that. They had a graphic once that said Vicky and Nyla vicious Vixens stable or something. No one has ever said those words until now. It just sounds dumb. So, whatever. Uh, they Red didn't Velvet. mention that name last week when they did the backstage beatdown. Did they? I, I it's possible. You, you might be I, right. I, I can't. I too. It's so. It's so unimportant that I. If just you move past it, who cares? You might be <laughs> right, and if you are, that was probably the real first time they said it. But okay. Red Velvet comes out for the save with a chair, and no one cares. So that's a shame. 
I don't want I don't want to say no one cares about the women's division, but that was not great. So yeah. it's lacking direction right now. I just need some clarity. There's yeah. some good people there. Oh, there's great people there. We just need them to, you know, practice. That's all. Best friends cut a promo on Miro, and they say they're going to be there at the wedding to ruin it, or the wedding announcement, sorry, to, to you know, whatever's going to happen. Oh well, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't invite them. I would say that they're already there to wrestle. That's the problem. Oh. Because it's not the wedding, it's the wedding announcement I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. So. That's why you don't make your wedding announcement in the ring. That's right. Never goes to plan. Now a special someone's look. Gonna get, someone's going to get shot. If anything, I learned from Impact. You know, Johnny Bravo, no maybe. The ring. Possibly. A special look at Jurassic Express, and they announced next week it's Jurassic Express against Colt, Five, and Dime. What? Yeah, that's real. Colt Cabana, Five of the Dark Order, and Ten of the Dark Order. So, Wait, is that a real name, though? Colt, Five, no, and Dime? I made that up. No. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> well, I said it, but th- they wouldn't do that. Copyrighted now, Joe. I don't think anyone, but again, but us, is 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 remembering like Woolworths or whatever. I don't think anybody's thinking about that right now. But I am. Uh, Smart F- Woolworths fan. Yes, exactly. Smart Two Guys fan. FTR out on the Smart James Way fan. Smart Clover fan. FTR out on the commentary. Smart Kitty City fan. FTR out on the commentary table to get mad at Jurassic Express. And they're like, oh, Jurassic Express, it's a man dressed in as a dinosaur. They suck. That's what it. are we doing with these guys? I don't know. I don't They're kind don't of floating. Like their run. They're floating. They should be they should be worried right now. They're getting bypassed by a lot more exciting teams. Well, that could be a story though. That's fine. Next week, Sheeta is in action. And then also Pack versus the Butcher. Exciting. But now it's your main event. Notice yeah, qualification the, the, match. The Butcher had that really good match against Mox a couple months ago. Oh, I'm not saying it couldn't be a good match. It just seems like Pac has, you know, he's going to win. That's all. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But I still look forward to it. Yeah, could be good. Main event, notice qualification match, but not for the title. Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis. So if Janela can win somehow, he gets a title shot, which in a minute won't make any sense. So on Kenny's entrance, they mentioned that he was in two countries at once on Saturday, which is really funny. Because we talked about that, how he time traveled. Um, also, Tony mocks Impact and says their audience went from one to six. So that's and we something. were two. We were two of that. So that's right. Don Callis goes to commentary table and tells Tony to hit the bricks. And this is the part on WWE or any other show where then Tony would just sulk away and, you know, leave. And then Don sits there. No, Tony says, kiss my butt. He's not going to leave for some impact guy. That was awesome. It was so good. I've, it's so refreshing just after, after 20 years of watching wrestling and just seeing the same things happen over and over again, just to hear a guy tell a guy to, to, to kiss my, yeah, kiss my butt. Yeah. Because what, like Michael Cole, somebody comes out there and bullies Michael Cole. He's just going to leave. That's what he does. But Tony's like, no, who are you? Get out of here. So Don says, okay, fine. If you won't let me on the table, I'm going to do play by play over the PA system. So I'm just going to speak into the microphone and he walks around. He does the, Kenny does the same thing with the microphone. So they're doing the old Jerry Lawler gimmick, which I think Jerry Lawler also stole, but they, they're doing that where you do the match and you have your live play by play. And the thing is it gets annoying. So you can do this once. I don't want them doing this every week. Please don't. That gets super annoying. Who else tried to do that? Leo Rush with um, 
with Lashley, and it gets really bad really quick. So we're about to hear Elias try and do it on SmackDown. Oh my god. He tries, but that segment was allotted a whole two minutes. So by the time he even started, the match was over. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the match is Kenny just killing Joey Janela with all the weapons in the world. And then this the awesome part is, though, Kenny picks up a cookie sheet and smacks Janela over the back. And Don's like, what a great athlete Kenny is. <laughs> that That's just little touches like that, really smart. Um so Janelle only gets really one bit of offense after he does a poison Rana by countering the one-winged angel. But then real one-winged angel, and Kenny just wins. So there's no title mm. shot coming up. But now Pac, Phoenix, and Pentagon all come out. That's Death Triangle. And Pac makes a really good point. And I got really excited here. He's like, you know, Phoenix never lost in that tournament. He won, and then he had to be replaced. But he should get a shot at that title. And Don Callis freaks out and says, Pac, you can't tell the world champion what to do. Um, you better learn that, kid. And Pac says, too bad. I talked to TK. And next week, Phoenix is getting a title shot. Not next week, two weeks, I think. But he's getting a title shot. But the thing is, if Phoenix deserves a title shot, so did Joey Janela, because they were both taken out of the tournament. Yes. It doesn't. It's not equal. It doesn't make sense. It's not equal. Although Joey Janela is not an equal wrestler in a no, but that's not that is not the point. He was in the tournament. They're both in the tournament, and if if yeah, it's it's not equal. He should be going for a shot at the a shot at the the, the shot, whatever. But I, I guess that's not as big. That's not as big a deal. And we already know that Phoenix versus Kenny is an amazing match, and that was mm-hmm. the AAA uh, Mega Championship match. The one time, which is, I guess, where Kenny won the titles in the first place. So we know it's going to be good. So, mm-hmm. you know. And Omega had an excellent match against Pentagon in an early AEW show as well. Correct. In fact, I think it was the first AEW show, wasn't it? The Or not even AEW. It was, the it was when show. it was all in or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. And that's right. And then Jericho showed up as, um, as uh, dressed up like Pentagon. That's yeah. right. When the lights went out. I don't want to undersell it. I think that uh, an Omega Phoenix match has as much potential as any other potential wrestling match you can think of. I agree. Just, oh, absolutely. Does, yeah. Does no. AEW value value Phoenix enough to let it be as good as it could be? I don't know. But both of them are certainly capable of pulling off like the most amazing match you've ever I seen. They're absolutely fantastic. agree. I've said on the show many times that Phoenix Phoenix when we when we said saw matches with, with like Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Phoenix, and Pentagon. We were like, those are four of the best wrestlers on this planet. Now, Hangman, I'm giving a little bit more credit to than he has earned right now. But absolutely. He has to. Yeah, but absolutely, Kenny Kenny and Phoenix, way up there in the top 10. So, of of current best wrestlers on this planet. So, How old are Pentagon and Phoenix? Do you have, a, do you have an age role there? Um, I would say... <sighs> Phoenix is, who is he, 27 or 31? I'll say he's 31, and I'll say Pentagon is 35. Okay. Are you going to check? You got to do the homework for me. You got to actually do it. Oh, that's that's the gimmick. I forgot the gimmick. All right. Yeah. If I'm guessing, you got to tell me if I'm wrong. Told you. So let's find out. We have 
Phoenix, and we have the Pentagon. And Pentagon could be older too. Pentagon is a is thirty thirty five ish. That's, that's no. it. Was I exactly right? Yeah. Pentagon was right on the money, and I said Phoenix was thirty one. I'm really bad at doing the whole convert date of birth I'm conversion sorry. to age. Uh, he was 90, 1990, so that makes him 20, uh, 30, 30. Okay. Yeah. The point is, I got the age mole. You got the age mole. Yeah. I got it. People it's think okay, it's a Joe. gimmick. Even, even if you got them both wrong, you would yeah. still, on average, have the age mole. So uh, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, but if I got them both wrong, then you might think that it's a rigged thing. Like Larry, no, like we knew oh, we were going to yeah. do it or whatever. And Just then you'd be like, gimmick. "Oh, but he couldn't do it this time." But I think I did. And no, never once have I ever looked up any of these ages. They're always I'm, just, I just guess. So I'm too trusting, Joe. I just, I just believe I whatever you guys tell me on the show. I know. There's a lot of fake things in wrestling. Agemol is not one of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I believed you- that Aces and Eights was real until I tried to look it up. And the whole time it was just something you and, and Larry were trying to pull over on us. Can you believe it? We tricked everybody with that. That was crazy. Ian, though, writes in. And he says, hey, guys, this is a busy week for wrestling. Oh, he's talking about last week because he wrote in, excuse me, after we did the show. So, but that's fine. Uh, this was a busy week for wrestling, AEW at its center. At one point in the weekend, Kenny Omega was featured on super shows for AAA and Impact at the same time. He had an excellent match at Triple Mania against Laredo Kid. Somehow managed, managed to simultaneously be in Nashville for final resolution. I hope he only uses teleporting powers for good. Did I read this already? Did mm, I? I don't recall. Okay. Well, if I did, oh my God, I did read this. Yep. I'm did reading I, an I old how, email. Did I make a how can there be two Kennys joke? <sighs> yes, you did. I feel stupid. now. I swore he got this in late, but no, he got it in right on time. Well, Thanks. It was it was a good email then. It's a good email now. Right. Jeremiah, how about that? Right, ten says, is it just me or does Will Hobbs' sneer look very phony? Sorry to be negative. I hope you're all having a lovely holiday season. I think he just he's a he's a face that's pretending to be a heel right now. So you know he's got to get in that heel groove. <laughs> he's 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 thinking grr. That's how he plays heel. Yeah. Speaking you know of you grr, forgot, Joe, you, you forgot. Uh, uh, no. Speaking of grr, go ahead. Oh, well, this is quick. Speaking of Gur, Gur Rumpy 2, Electric Boogaloo writes in and says, JR's dawning realization that the AW title should be called the AW men's title felt to me like he'd never had thought of that before. He doesn't think about those kinds of things. Anyway, what I really wanted to email in, though, and tell you is that Johnny Hungy is the best thing ever. Okay. That's true. He's good. I love it, too. It's yeah, very good. good. Good, the bad, and the hungy. I, it's pretty good. Put that t-shirt yeah. out now. Put that t-shirt out now. Joe, uh, sneering. I, did, I don't know if you mentioned it in the review, but did you notice that Jericho, at the end of that segment tonight, when MJF had his arm around Jericho? Oh, yeah. His face credit, said it, said everything. Yeah. Jericho was letting MGA, MGF take the mic, letting MGF take the, the credit. But right at the end of the segment, Jericho's smile yeah. turned into a sneer for like less than a half a second. Yep. It was it perfect. went back to his smile. Yeah. Yep. I should have mentioned that. He's – it's a very – complicated relationship between these two and Jericho's very 
annoyed by and embarrassed by MJF. But the point is, he's such a seasoned veteran, he's not, he will not be stabbed in the back. That's what Jericho's thinking. He is watching that man like a hawk. He is making sure that this group will not be infiltrated by horrible people like MJF. So Jericho thinks that he's got the upper hand. Does he, though? That is the question. So. You know what I'm looking forward to, Joe, is slow burn payoffs in AEW. It's so good. Because, yeah, after coming off of a TLC pay-per-view where there's just gimmick matches are the selling point, yeah. I want to see what AEW can do with gimmick matches and what they come up with to feel a little different. And when you see things coming down the pipe like Jericho and MJF, I want to I want to know what that final big blow off match is yeah. going to look like for yeah. them at their big pay per view of the year or whatever. Is it going to be you know like like the what Hell in a Cell used to be or 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 an Inferno match used to be even although those were always stupid. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that come to fruition. That's what I love about AEW. They actually let stuff happen organically. So uh, should we do SmackDown now? SmackDown. We should do SmackDown now, Joe. Okay, go for it. I'll let you have SmackDown. So. Oh, oh thanks. It's a good thing I took notes on it. That's a good, that's how we do things here. Um, before we start, Joe, I didn't. Uh, I was re- reading this over before. I didn't have the 2020 blob commercial in my notes, so make sure you jump in when that's supposed to be there. Oh my god, Can are you, you serious? It was it really wasn't in there. No, I didn't make it in my notes for some reason. It was just a type a typographical thing. So if okay. when it's supposed to be there, just jump in. I'm sure you. I know. will. I will. All right. So we start off with a recap of last week. Uh, Owens comes out to the ring and is surrounded by tables, ladders, and chairs. So I guess he didn't learn to not try this promo last week when he got That's his true. butt kicked. My first thought is, oh, God, this is a contract signing, isn't it? Was there already a contract signing for this stuff? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, that was what I was worried about. But uh, no, uh, it was just a call-out segment. Owens told his family not to watch the match at TLC because he's afraid of them seeing the awful things mm. that he will do to yes. Roman, that is. Uh, Owens tells Roman that his kids, uh, Roman's kids, would be ashamed of him for being a coward. Ooh. Mm, we get Paul on the Tron. Roman doesn't come out on your time. He comes out on his own, Owens. Same as last week uh, and before. Uh, so that's a uh, – yeah, Paul says same as last week. So that's like an audible confirmation, Joe, that this is a copy-paste. Yeah, so Paul – even is. Paul notices. Ugh. Yeah. We're going to get some of that tonight. Um, we're going to get a lot of that tonight. Yeah, the whole show's copy paste. Mm, we'll yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, you should just cut, you should just cut in my audio from last week. I should because it's almost the same show. Can we just, just do it that? Ends and take a differently. Break? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul thinks Owens is a martyr, but can you be a martyr for your own benefit, Joe? Does that work? Uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't work. Well, martyrs for, like for the greater good, I think. Yeah. Owens promises to come in the back and find Reigns, just like last week. Commercial, back from commercial, Adam Pierce is talking some sense into Owens backstage, but he's not listening. They come to Roman's uh, locker room, but the door's locked. Owens sees a conveniently placed TV right outside <laughs> Roman's dressing room, That uh, and Roman is actually hitting the ring right now. So you get that exciting visual of Owens so then, watching Roman hit but the But Owens is hunting Reigns, so why does he just stand there and watch? This is the perfect time to go run out and attack. Owens just just wants to watch TV. I don't know. (laughs) What? Uh, Roman's little blurb as he comes to the ring says, head of the table for his family. (laughs) Which is... Okay. 
It's just the dumbest phrasing. It is very it's, dumb. It's the stupidest thing you could put in a little yes, introductory it is, blurb. It is. If anyone doesn't know who or what that means, they certainly won't learn from reading the blurb. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's so dumb that I hear it in King voice. You know? <laughs> hey, the table for his family! Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Cole runs down the TLC match rules, which reminds me that a TLC match is just a ladder match because it's just a ladder match. It's no DQ. And in a ladder match, you can use tables and chairs if you want to. But it does confirm, though, that the, these are the ladder match type TLC rather than a uh, than the an in the kind, ring right. pinfall match. Yep. Yes. Which is a question and should not be, but is a question. Yeah, it is. Cole says... Owens is a martyr, which means he'll do any sacrifice in his power. No. What does that mean? No. It doesn't mean anything. Cole has some <laughs> real good ones this week. Uh, in the ring, Roman says that he's not a bad guy. He's the guy. Please don't call back to that, Roman. Remember that? That sucks. You don't want that, Roman. Um, suffer and succotash. Tater tots. Tater tots. Owens should stay in his lane because they aren't the same level. Uh, mm-hmm. Roman wants Owens to acknowledge him as the tribal chief and head of Owens's family table. Owens hits the ring. Uh, and Jay takes Owens out from behind and we oh. get some shoddy camera work that totally spoils that Jay's about to make that jump. Yeah, that was bad. That was, I, I saw that too. Yeah. WWE has some really bad editing this week. TLC, um, especially that there's like mm-hmm. one spot in there, I think it was with almost. And I'm like, oh, we, oh no, it was on raw where I was like, oh yeah, we missed the whole spot. Good job. Maybe now is the time for me to ask, are they taping these shows with like a delay, Joe? Because there's no one in the arena. Why aren't they just taping them and then making them right after the fact? Uh, Because then you would give it away that it wasn't live because you'd have to call. You have to call. You have to do the call for the people, the the Thunderdome fans, because they only do the pre-recorded Thunderdome fans on pre-recorded matches and on NXT. So the Thunderdome fans are live. So they're told to go in there when Raw starts or when SmackDown starts. So that's why. Because otherwise they couldn't use the live bug. That just makes me hate them even more. I know. Those, well, wait till we fans. get to wait till we get to the main event of the the TLC and we talk about how fake that is when there's no real, oh. no live crowd. Oh, we are on the same page. On oh. the same page. I feel like. Well, no, we'll talk about it more later. So Roman and Jay beat on uh, Owens, and this whole opening segment was just copy-paste from the finish to SmackDown last week. Yeah. Yeah. Up next, they say the tag titles are on the line. We get a commercial. We come back. We see a recap of the opening segment. Not that tag title match. Why is the tag? What? There's a pay-per-view. Okay, whatever. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. A lot, a lot of that going on this week, too. We go backstage and we're live with Roman and Jay. Still not that tag title match. No. Roman says Owens doesn't understand yet. So he wants him to understand. He sends Jay to take out Owens again. Okay. I like how Paul's making faces though when Roman. Oh, the evil faces are incredible. Yeah. And basically Paul's he looks both looks evil, but also concerned that he's not in control of Roman. Like he doesn't know know what he's gonna do. He knows he knows. Yeah. He's sending all the right all the right messages. He knows what to do. So now we get the tag title match. We get Street Profits versus Dolphin Root. We don't need this. No, this is nothing. Uh, next week we get the Slammy Awards. And okay, uh, and, guess yeah, when? Guess when it's on? It's its own standalone thing. I'll tell you, it's on the network. But I'm telling you the time. Wednesday 
at 10. Oh, that makes sense. That means it's on right after NXT. Oh, no, no, no. 10 a.m. Who is going to be able to watch that? Wait, was w- would 10 p.m. be counter to Impact? Uh, sorry, uh, t- Dynamite? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're on at the wrong. That has to be a typographical error. Nope. Why would they not be counter programming? It is on. T- it is on Wednesday morning. I am a hundred percent sure. Well, that's gonna do some real, real numbers. Wednesday morning, hosted by r Truth. Is this for kids that are home from for holidays, or it's not, people? What? Huh? It's a. It's not like it's on Christmas Day. And then you're like, oh, I'm at home. I can watch this. It's on a work day. What? Are there a lot of people watching WWE when they're supposed to be doing their office job? I guess that's what WWE thinks. Is that what's happening? I I think they think that. Yeah. I put dark on when I'm supposed to be working, but don't tell anybody. Shh. Uh, If my boss is listening, that is not true. No, it's not. We were just Uh, kidding around. we We hear from Clark Duke. Joe, who's Clark Duke? Okay, Clark Duke, it, when I was at Jeff Katz Hot Air Balloon Wrestling at the Charlie Chaplin Studio, which is the um, Jim, which turned into the Jim Henson Studio in Hollywood, California, um, I was there for the three days of the Jeff Katz Hot Air Balloon Wrestling. That mm-hmm. uh, That's where I met um, Lance Storm, yes. Christopher Daniels. Yes, Poopel. Uh, Poopel, uh, Tommy Dreamer. This is all canon so far. Okay. And then um, that's where you got to see uh, Kenny Omega as the carpenter instead of the cleaner. Um, and that's where he did that shooting star. Chandelier. And broke the chandelier into pieces and they had to pay for that. Um, but Clark Duke, I think it was on day two or three, just showed up at the thing, at the show. He is from such. Um, and then, oh, so I'm, so I'm sitting there with. Um, with the uh, what's his name? Oh my god, um, he's a he's a real life scumbag. Um, John Landis's oh. kid, John Landis, the horror horror guy. I'm there sitting there with Max Landis, his his kid, okay, an up and coming yes. Hollywood scumbag, and I'm sitting there with him, and he's asking me all these questions about smart wrestling fan and all the stuff about wrestling. And he's on his cell phone while, while they're trying to shoot. And he's saying things like, should I go up? Should I just go up and like big league Jeff Katz? And then maybe I can get in on this, like get some money involved. And I'm like, what a D bag. Just stop talking. I know this is all just you trying to show that you're cool and you're famous and all that. But anyway, you should have told him to, you should have told him to jump the rails, Joe. I, there were no there were no rails there because we were in there there was rails on the left and, and right hand sides, um, but then it was these ele there were risers like elevated tables with tablecloths on them um, because this was supposed to be so, like some secret underground club that we were in. That's where mm, the, the raw, set was. It was raw underground. Was it was quite raw underground, loot underground before there was either of those things. But anyway, long story, even longer. Um, all of a sudden, Clark Duke shows up and he's over there and he's talking to Tommy Dreamer and a couple of guys. And I'm like, I only know him from Hot Tub Time Machine and like some other thing. And later on, he goes on to be um, Dwight Jr. They would call him that on The Office on the last season. Horrendous season. Just not fu- He was not funny once on there. In fact, he was some sort of a horrible predator that was going after Aaron and trying to trap her in his apartment. 
and say he was, um, this was his character, not him in real life, but he was trying to say, his character was trying to say, oh, just come over. You can, you can audition for me for the news. And he was getting her to wear like this, this nightgown and like drink wine with him. Yeah. He was playing the most scummiest, like little creepy guy that you could ever imagine. But anyway, so Clark Duke's over there and long story, even longer with no real point other than Max Landis is a D bag. Max is like, Oh, I got to go talk to Clark Duke. And he leaves. And now there's no continuity because he just now went to a different section of the, of the arena while they're shooting this thing. So good job. Wow. Joe, some deep, dark feelings about Clark Duke. <laughs> I have nothing against Clark Duke, but I got to tell you, Joe, I, oh yeah, that was the next line is I, I didn't believe any of that story until you got to the office thing. And then I was like, Oh no that Joe's telling the truth because I know that anything that relates to the office would just be burned into your memory. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you didn't believe any of this story. 100% of that story is true. There's horrible, horrible other details in that story that I can't even say. Go ahead. I feel like anytime anybody new is introduced to my brain through smart wrestling fan, you know, them personally as a connection through that through through uh balloon what's that's it called? Balloon hot wrestling? air balloon wrestling it's hot so wrestling. weird the amount of celebrities and weirdos and wrestlers and people i met at that thing it's just would blow your mind but that's what happens when you go to a thing i don't do things like that in hollywood i don't hang out with you know that's not my thing my thing is to sit home and do a podcast. My thing is not to go out into the world and, you know, make connections and all that. That is the sociopath way, the only path to success, sociopath. But anyway, I don't do that. So the, that was really one of the only times I did that. I did that once with that. I did that once with, uh, through, um, Amy's THQ connections when they were making WWE games. And that's where I got to meet, um, uh, CM Punk and his then not wife yet and Paul Heyman and Seamus and Dolph Ziggler and all that. That's where I got to learn a lot about CM Punk and the truth behind him. And <laughs> what a guy, what a guy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. But anyway, yes, I don't usually do those things, but when I do, there are a lot of people there. Let me tell you. And my biggest, the biggest funny about the Max Landis thing was that he knew me and I did not know him. So uh, that was hilarious. You big leagued him, Joe. I guess I did. That did was you not talk a- to Dog with the Blog over your over your fence? Like I have never dog, talked right? to him. No, no, never ever. Nope. I just picture you and I. I, I listen to the show because I don't do this stuff. That's why I don't. Okay. That's not what I do ever. So. When I met these people, it's like I I didn't even know what to say. I'm talking to Tommy Dreamer, and he's telling stories about the time that the fifth time that Sandman's heart stopped, and we had to take him to the hospital, and all the drugs, and all these other things that I can't say. And he's telling this whole story, and you know, I I I I walk down the street to Subway, and then I meet up with Tommy there, and I'm like, I don't know what to say to these. Like, what do you even say? What am I going to talk about? I don't know. Say. Yeah. You can't play it. You can't play it cool. You can't, you can't tell them you like their stuff. You just can't do it. And he looked at me and I was wearing a shirt that said future endeavored with the back to the future, like uh graphic. It looked like that, like the, 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 the logo mm-hmm, of back to the future, mm-hmm. but it said future endeavored. And he looked at me and he said, Oh, is that a Johnny Ace thing? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've just I've just seen Alec Baldwin three times, but everyone, anyone who lives in New York has seen Alec Baldwin. Oh, is that times. right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Clark Clark Duke. All this for real, freaking was, stupid Clark Duke. That was a real trip just for me to say that Clark Duke is from Crude's New Age. That's hilarious. He's from the new Crude's movie. Yeah. And and Graves buries him. Mm, he does. He says, "Who asked Clark Duke?" And I and I just got to agree, Corey. I want to know too. Who I don't know how that's like a, a big celebrity on there. I just don't know. Uh Okay, the Thunderdome, Joe. Yeah, let's get back into this. Uh the Thunderdome looks so stupid during matches. Yes. It looks so stupid. I really real I I know you guys talk about it every week, so I won't get too much into it, but I hate it. I just hate it. Uh, Joe, our uh, SmackDown and uh, okay, that was going to ask you about the weather is being done live, but yeah. I already jumped the gun on it that. It has to, be, yes, they have to be live, and those fans are really there. When it comes to NXT, they replay the footage from the Raw and SmackDown stuff to make it seem like those fans are watching, and then nothing ever matches up, and it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't care for Angelo Dawkins in the ring or out. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're in the middle of a profit Street Profits Dolphin Rude match. Okay. Right. That's what we're doing. But, yeah, Angelo Dawkins is the one of the luckiest men on earth as far as WWE goes. He's been in developmental for like a decade. And the fact that he made it out alive because of Montez Ford is some kind of miracle. Mm-hmm. He's not horrible, but no, he's, he's just Nothing. there. He just is there. And his whole character, I'm sure Vince loves it because it's another I'm on the drugs, so I don't know really what I'm saying character. So, yeah. Um, that said, this isn't that bad of a match. It's fine. Uh, it's The match is fine. There's nothing wrong with it at all. That's exactly, I just don't care. Right. That's totally right. Uh, Rude gets pinned. So, uh, Street Profits retain. Yep. And we get a really long argument between Dolphin Rude and the ref who threatened that was weird. to suspend them. Can yeah. that happen? Suspensions? Well, no. He said he will suspend you if you put your hands on me. That's what he said. He said he will suspend you as in he was referring to Adam Pierce or some No, he said here? Charles Robinson was screaming that if they cuz they were dangerously close to like he thought they were going to grab him. So he said, "No." I, I, you touch me and you're both getting suspended. So it was just, you know, he has that power. Mm. He can do that. I think it's more of a fine though. I don't think it's a suspension. I think he, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he couldn't do that. But yeah, the whole point is here. And then uh, the call at the end was broken because uh, Graves, I don't know if it's Cole or Graves. Graves, Cole thought that Dolph got his knees up. Montez Ford just does the move like that, like RVD, like it hurts him so much because he's so high up in the air. Mm. So I guess Cole didn't understand that, and he thought there were knees involved, but there weren't. So, stupid. <sighs> they show us the awful bottle shot from Carmelo oh, last week, the wine bottle me. shot yeah. On, yeah, on Sasha's back. And tonight we're getting Belair versus Bailey. Okay, just for nothing, huh? All right. Mm. Owens is backstage again with Adam Pierce and Pierce is telling Owens not to be hasty. So that's a copy paste from earlier in the night. Don't be hasty. And, no. Uh, 
Jay Uso takes Owens out with a chair. And one chair shot's not going to do it, Jay. And Roman's going to be mad at you, man. But because Owens is already back up on his feet like five seconds after that chair shot. But Jay books it once he hits him with the chair. Owens is looking really chumpy to me here. So, yeah, he's just getting beat up. Chump he's just getting beat up. But that's the, I mean, that's the story they're telling for the TLC match. So, okay. I get it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look great. Bianca is backstage with the interviewer. Uh, Bianca thinks that Bailey thinks people should aspire to literally be her, quote unquote. Wow. Identity theft is not a joke. Mm-mm. Bailey, maybe Bailey's thing is like being replaced by a pod person. Yikes. Who are we, who are we to judge, you know? Hmm. When you say, the sad thing is when you say pod person now, kids think that means podcast person. Those kids are stupid. Yes. Um, I don't want to be replaced by a podcast person either. No. Uh, Bianca, Bianca says uh, she's going to win. Uh, Riot to squad in the ring. And Billy Kay is going to pick another partner. Yay. Mm. I kind of like this segment last week. I like this story. I like Billy Kay, but she's crap in the ring. And, and this, this seems like a dead end gimmick. As long as her matches are short which they seem to be consistently, uh, she can be a dead end as a comedy character for me. But I like okay. comedy characters a right. lot. Uh, we get a picture-in-picture picture where Riot Tata and Liv guess at who will be the uh, the opponent, but they just sound like goofs. Doesn't this sound like... like the, Okay, the commentators are like, oh, there's look at that was a great example of how it's just, they're such good friends. and all. That just made them seem like idiots to me. Yes, yes. That was not charming them, to me. Yeah. That was just that that made it seem like Liv doesn't know what her character is. So she talks about pop culture and she doesn't understand reality. And then Ruby puts up with her. So they both sound stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone's telling them to be themselves. And, themselves and that's what they gave not them. Going to get themselves over. Ooh. Yeah. I feel bad. Uh, Billy Kay has a mic and she talks <clears throat> down her resume. And she says that because she's a seasoned announcer, she can intro her own tag partner. And drum roll, it's Tamina. Oh my god! Even when she and walked she, out of the back, she could barely walk in that tight leather. Her leather cocoon. <laughs> it's a leather cocoon. <laughs> she's like walking to the ring in a leather sleeping bag. That's unbelievable. What it's like. That's really what it's like. She's she's like, how can I be more like the great uh, Kali? And they're like, Kali oh, well, cocoon. Let's just, let's just strap all your joints together in a tight leather <laughs> vestment or whatever. Mm. I ran I ran out of funny words to describe yeah, it. But uh, you get we got the picture it's though. Unbelievable. All right, I like the parallel though with last week's match because Cole and Corey spend the whole match speculating on why Tamina might be a good partner, but of course they lose. So back to the drawing board. Rule three, I, though, another Joe. another match though where like. Ruby's like hopping to the wrong, like a frog. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. It's so, the match is so awkward. Mercifully Not good. short. Not good. Okay. Mm. But rule of threes, Joe, <clears throat> this is leading to something. Yeah. I should have known. I should have known where it's going, Joe. Okay. <sighs> Carmella is backstage with Tommy. Uh, tonight she's doing a champagne toast. Remember it's Tommy because later it's not. So mm. okay. stepping on my gimmick, Joe. Tonight she's doing Sorry. a champagne toast to Sasha Banks. Uh, but the bug says next. <clears throat> and 
commercial. I, I can't trust that these days, right? No. And I'm like, and I, I'm sitting here waiting with bated breath. We go to commercial, we come back. Oh, it is next. Wow, once so, they got yes. it right. I, unbelievable. This is the first time in, in an episode and a half. Tommy is in the ring with the champagne, and we get a recap of last week's title match, which was something. And, oh, they got it right this time, Joe. Uh, the champagne has a Dom Perignon label on it. Okay. So good, good job, Tommy. So he got the note. Uh, we get Carmella's uh, shadow strip tease again. Good God. Yeah, so that's going to continue happening. That wasn't just for the title match. No. That is icky. Uh, we are getting a rematch of Sasha versus Carmella at TLC. So I'm glad I sat through a 10-minute match mm. last week for nothing. Is it going to... Is it going to be a TLC match, Joe? Because Carmella, uh, Carmella is a expert in ladder matches. You would and... think, okay, so this is the match where you would think, okay, this would be the ladder match. Let's, let me give people a spoiler on the TLC pay-per-view. I believe that this is the only TLC pay-per-view ever that didn't have a tables match, a ladders match, or a chairs match on it. Isn't that weird? Seems weird to me. Yeah. It had two gimmick TLC matches, one at the beginning, one at the end. So they were bookends, but there was nothing in between. It was all regular fries matches. That's it. One, two, three matches. Yep. <sighs> Carmella is doing a tasting to find the perfect champagne to celebrate with when she wins at TLC. Uh, well, let's see. Carmella says that this is the longest Sasha has ever held on to her title. So Ooh. she's in unchartered waters joe Yeah, unchartered mm-hmm. i guess that waters is charter was revoked that's true uh, carmella says sasha is so far over her head joe <sighs> over so i guess far. she's hanging upside down or maybe she's let me tell you something out of body experience this carmella segment went on it felt like for hours mm. mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. it seemed like she got to the point and then she brings up a, another point and then she gets lost <laughs> And doesn't remember the point. And then she starts, it's just everything she says. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I can imagine this is how Corey is at home. Just staring at her going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, got it. She won't shut up. No, the six forever and it's not I funny got, and every time more. she laughs at herself i can't stand her and i really liked her in the ellsworth ladder climbing that version of carmella i really liked that that was really fun this is not fun or good it's not heat it's garbage Hmm. this is suffering from a no this this whole thing is suffering from not having fans because fans would just be silent for this and i think they would get the picture yes or at least she would know when she got the heat and then she could stop but she just keeps talking. Mm. She uh, she she knows that Sasha got DQ'd on purpose because she felt the title slipping through her fingers. Yeah, remember that? I remember that. Not, what? not fingers. The not what? Fingers. figures. Yeah. Yeah. We get we get a sh- the champagne tasting and then Sasha's music interrupts and Sasha throws champagne in Carmella's face and we get a pull apart by Tommy. So, but the first champagne tommy gave carmella she said was crappy i would fire him right away (laughs) maybe well maybe she did because did i imagine that she said that one of those bottles cost over a million dollars am i wrong or did she say that 
if my sommelier purchased a bottle of champagne using my account that cost over a million dollars, I also would fire him. Even if it was good, I probably if would some, fire him. If my sommelier purchased a thing with my money that was a million dollars, it wouldn't it wouldn't go through. It would say declined. So. <laughs> uh Carmela breaks a glass of champagne over Sasha's back. Again, the same spot. So dumb looking. I guess you're not allowed to hit people on the head with stuff in WWE. So you're not. But what's wrong with the upper back, like around the neck? What's wrong with there? I'm going to hit you in the butt with a bottle. Bottle butt. All right. right. That sounds bad. Blowing, Blowing past it tonight. We're getting the first annual Sammy Awards, not Slammy, Sammy Awards. Okay. Uh, we, this we this could over, be really funny. This yeah, could be good. We love Sammy. Sammy's great. Could be good. It's not good. Okay. We get uh, Twitter <clears throat> beef between Belair and Bailey. Mm. Wow. We see, yeah, we see Owens getting looked at by the trainer in the back, and Jay attacks him again. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. This is this is like the Peter Griffin fighting the chicken. It won't end, except only one of them's winning. Mm-hmm. They're really stretching this to keep it going all show. Uh, Jay puts Owens through a table. So now Good Jay's God. hit him with a chair, oh put him through a table. So we're going to get Jay hitting him with a ladder, right? Or Owens like has that. to win a TLC with this, right? This is ridiculous. Don't worry. He's going to get all the heat back at the end, Joe. Okay. You'll see. Uh, Otis is out with Gable. Uh, we we recrap uh, recap. Uh, we recap that Gable is a slimy trainer type, mm. but I'm not sure what's in it for Gable to train Otis. They have not got. I have yet. no idea. If yeah. all this ends with, okay, all right. Now that we're good friends, can you give me Mandy Rose's number? Like that's at least a punchline, but they're not going to even think that far. Well, it's. It shouldn't just be nothing because of the match we're about to get. Um, it's Shinsuke and Cesaro again. This show is just a copy and paste of last week's episode. Segment is. for segment, matchup to matchup, copy, paste, copy, paste. Mm-hmm. Otis is facing Shinsuke. Um, when's Nakamura's contract up, Joe? Not not a moment too soon. I looked it up and I could not find the information. So... I found lots of other people. You know what made me really sad was um, I found a few that um, were up in the spring and they just recently resigned. So they could have been, they could have left, but they didn't. Saudi money, baby. Mm, Yep. Otis wins the match against Shinsuke Nakamura clean. That made me sad. Okay. When Otis pinned Nakamura, all I could think of is, wow. This joke gimmick guy just beat a New Japan guy like in a joke match. Like this, why ha, poor Nakamura? But this is what he wanted to do with his career. Make money? I get it. I get it. But it's sad. It could have been Cesaro. I don't know why Otis didn't pin Cesaro. But we don't, I don't have know. to dwell on it. It's ridiculous. They ridiculous. have to take turns. I don't know. The commentators barely make anything of the fact that Otis just pinned Shinsuke Nakamura. I know. Because Nakamura means nothing to them. Nothing. So sad. Sammy is backstage in a shiny satin suit. Okay, again, could be be really good. Could be good. Could be good. good. It looks good because his hair is slicked back and he's ready to present the Sammy. He's got the cards. He looks looks great. 
How about the awards, uh, though? How about the awards? They uh, are Sami Zayn action figures <laughs> painted gold and put on the top of t- soup cans, which are painted were they, black. Were they soup cans? I didn't yes. Know they soup cans. It's That's incredible. Really <laughs> he made these at home. This was awesome. Except a segment's bad, but the Someone's setup is strong. hilarious. Sammy leaves, uh, though Biggie is in. So this is still before the the, the award ceremony. Biggie is in acting like Pee Wee Herman, uh, doing funny voices, and he messes with Sammy's cards. So, but that's just it. He's got all the cards. That means that he could mess this whole thing up. It's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think of the oh. think of the possibilities, Joe. After commercial, Otis and Gabus. Uh, nope. Otis and Gable. Nope. Because mm. guess what? Oop. Now it's time for Happy Holidays from WWE. Okay. Now, if you watched SmackDown or you watched Raw or you watched TLC, that if you watched all three, congratulations. You got to see this video three times. Okay. Happy Holidays from Drew McIntyre. He's in the ring on Raw. His music is playing. And he's cutting a promo. And all of a sudden, this Tron I don't recognize happens, and you hear Cole's video game voice go, game you've got to be kidding. I, I'm sorry, Cole doesn't have another voice, you're right. So, um, you've got to be kidding. Out comes, I, I, out comes a monster, <laughs> a green slime, toxic slime monster that's made out of the numbers... Two zero two zero. He's the 2020 monster representing our horrible year. He comes in the ring. He's the worst ugly CG I've ever seen. He comes in the ring and he starts cutting up. It's Braun Strowman's voice, by the way. He's cutting a promo on. I didn't realize that. Yes. He's cutting a promo on Drew McIntyre and saying, and all the fans and saying, the how great he is and how everyone sucks and he's going to ruin everybody's lives. And then Drew's like, you're not going to ruin it anymore. And all of a sudden, Drew just hits him with a claymore. He doesn't even wrestle the, mo- the 2020 monster. He claymores him. And then we just cut to like a SmackDown set. Like he 2020 teleports to SmackDown and he gets Superman punched by Roman Reigns. And then he gets elbow smacked by bailey and then he gets he goes back to raw and he gets the five knuckle shuffle by john cena and then he gets thrown on a a hit by ricochet and then he gets thrown on a trash can by how is this real has john cena been in the wwe once in 2020 no and it's the X commercial that's what that's what it reminds me of it's big green blobby thing he was in once in 2020 he was in the fake match with bray wyatt that everybody likes so much that i liked but he was he didn't wrestle so, oh, that w- that was the yeah, that was the COVID. It was like a yeah, commercial. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was like a movie. I'm sorry, not a commercial. But anyway, this was like a commercial. So, so all these guys are fighting against this 2020 monster somehow in all these different arenas. But we're supposed to think that it's all in the same place. And then he he gets up from all the finishers from all these people. Well, I think only like two of them were finishers. He gets RKO'd, I think. But um, the rest were just stupid moves thrown on a trash can by Nia Jax. And then all of a sudden. Michael Cole says, he will not stay down. What is this? 
and 2021 CG creature comes in <laughs> to kill 2020. It's, and he's like, like a spaceship mixed with a toy top or something. It's Aerostar. It's Aerostar or it's Tornado Man or whatever. The point is, he comes in and he does the Zangief spinning pile driver to 2020 and he flies up to the moon and he comes back down and pile drives him and then he wins and 2021 wins and yay, he did it. First of all, I liked 2021 in NXT, so they're just going to ruin him on the main roster, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, that was from Larry, by the way. Congratulations. That's one thing he told me when he was COVIDed out. It was, he said that joke. So I said, I will put that on the show. That joke um, came from the fevered mind of Larry. Of Larry. It, it did. Um, so I, this what, – what happens if in 2021 there's a world war or another worse oh, yeah. pandemic say, or Joe. aliens invade and now we're, we're putting him over? That, I guess that will be his heel turn then. Yep. I got a, I got a secret for everybody. 2021 is going to be very disappointing. Yeah, because it's going to be the same as this one. It's not like now that there's a vaccine, the COVID's gone. <laughs> there's still uh, COVID, by the way. We get, we get to watch all the rich people get vaccines and wait wait our turn. That's going to be by the end of the year. For all of us. Maybe it'll get normal, but you got to wait. Sit back, relax in your cave, because you hope you got enough food and video games to get you through That's it. Right. So. Um, Don't but worry, yes. we, we got the Thunderdome to keep us company. Oh my God. The Thunderdome's about to expire though. So there was only a few more months left of that. Um, okay. So that was that segment. That was one of the dumbest things. I, I That was my, I think, dumbest thing I saw in wrestling all year. Thank you, Joe, for recapping that. My jaw hit the floor and I just, I didn't make a note. because You froze because you couldn't, how do you take notes on that, right? I only remember, I didn't take any notes. I remember the whole thing because I watched it three freaking times. <laughs> well, I watched it one, two, three, four, five times oh. because I was reviewing this and TLC. Oh so. my God. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, let's move it along. Pat. It, it's so, it so, it was so terrible. It was so st- they're going to just keep showing it. Yeah. They're going to keep showing it until the New Year's show. And they're going to show one show after the New Year's Probably. show. Probably. Just to milk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, after that, we come back and we get Otis and Gable celebrating backstage which is a copy-paste almost word-for-word word from last week. Yes, except this time it's, now you have to know what I mean, not what I say. And then he's like, I don't really understand. And Gable's like, you will, yuck, yuck. And that's mm-hmm. it. Also, but there was a, there was one other segment before this that you didn't mention because there's no reason to mention it, but I want to mention it. Mm-hmm. Talking Smack has a graphic, and it has Bailey on the graphic Kayla on the graphic, Street Profits, Carmella, Kevin Owens, Paul Heyman, Booker T. They're all on the graphic, right? Okay. Corey says, we're going to get Jake Laser. That's what I call him. It's Jake Laser. <laughs> but Jake Laser from Fox Sports, he's going to interview The Rock. They don't even put him on the graphic. <laughs> I heard it was because it's an old interview. But the point is, what? What? That's you have the you have the rock on Talking Smack on the free version of the network or whatever that is, and you don't even put his picture on the screen? 
Joe, what's a bigger draw? The Rock making his WWE return on Talking Smack yeah. or CM Punk making his WWE return on uh, Fox Sports, whatever. Wow, whatever. those were both duds. <laughs> they both died in the water. Wow. WWE knows how to make knows how to make the most out of those. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Okay. <gasps> but I, it's time. It's time for the Sammies. The Sammies. <gasps> there's, a po- there's a podium on the ramp and some recycled slammy graphics uh, that they're testing out for, for next week's show. Did you call them reskunkled? Okay. <laughs> I wish you Can we start calling I things reskunkled? I wish I did. I oh, wish okay. I had thought of that. That gold. That's gold, Joe. Gold. It is. Uh, uh, this okay. Uh, they make a Jack <laughs> Tunney reference. Uh, we get a recap of Sammy's year in a package narrated by Sammy. That's pretty good. It's pretty funny. No, it was it wasn't. It was narrated by Corey Graves. Really? Yes. I thought it was. I thought it was Sammy doing the no. narration. No, it was not. It sounded funny because I I thought for a second whether it, okay whatever it doesn't matter. Yes, it was Corey uh, Graves. Absolutely. You know, I can understand why I might have been distracted because there's this weird droning noise from the crowd going on. Yes, because the, the crowd noise is a PVC pipe filled with bees. What is going on with that? You it's know what it reminds terrible. me of? Terrible. It's like, did you watch that World Cup when the Vuvuzuelas or whatever they're called became a thing? Those oh, big, the didgeridoos? The horns, didgeridoos, the horns. Yeah. That's what the crowd noise reminds me of. It's so distracting. Bees yeah. in a PVC pipe is exactly what, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. No, I don't know uh, what they called. It might have been didgeridoos. I don't remember. Uh, Sammy starts to announce the awards. Uh, he gives the comeback of the year award to Sammy. Okay, that makes sense, and that's neat, funny. Yeah. But wait, but that doesn't really add up because I thought Big E was going to do this funny thing where he mixed up all the things. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm, it's coming, Joe. I'm sure it's coming. Oh, okay, uh, but this isn't matches. funny. Okay. The match, yeah, there there was nothing. It was just the comeback of the year award to me. That's that's it was that was it. Match of the year. Um, yeah. The one that Sammy says every Raw and SmackDown guy is trying to get, but not NXT guys. I guess they don't care about it, huh? They really forgot about NXT, like we did. But mm-hmm. we're we're hipsters because we forgot about it first. So <laughs> I've been forgetting about NXT f- for <laughs> since before. Whatever. Never mind. Yeah. Um, the winner is Sammy when he beat AJ and Hardy in the ladder match to win the title. But wait, I thought that's neat. That's funny that Sammy's winning all the awards, but then Biggie, did he forget to mix up all the cards or to put was, joke answers in there? Okay. Biggie's a nice guy. He, he wanted okay. to let Sammy have his, you know, have okay. his moment in the, in the spotlight. Wow. But Sammy, but Biggie was acting like he was like incontrollably devious and insane backstage. Mm-hmm. So I thought he had something really, really big planned. Okay. Maybe it's like a meta thing where he's letting the segment fall flat on its face and the blame is just solely on Sammy. I don't think they're that subtle, but okay. No. Uh, Superstar of the year goes to Biggie, huh? Okay. First of all, if that's all Biggie did was switch one card and told the graphic guy to make a graphic of him, that's all his plan was. Why did Sammy have to say Biggie? Sammy made this up. Sammy knows the joke. Why wouldn't he just ignore that and say himself? I know that wouldn't work for the joke. I'm saying this made everybody look stupid. Again, it made Biggie look uncreative and dumb. And it made Sammy mm-hmm. seem like a big goof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I can't even be an improver on this one. I'd have to there isn't a, there. The only improve 
prover thing you could do on this one is if Big E messed up the whole thing. And everything, there's weird music playing and the graphics flying. Like, all this stuff would have to happen. They did That's the, a lot of work. Exactly. And WWE doesn't like a lot of work. They like They're copy and pasting to save time and money. And there was no copy paste for the Sammy Awards. So they had to make it up from nothing. And what they did was absolute minimum effort. Mm. Big E is out to accept his award. He makes some really hacky jokes. None of it's funny. None of it's funny. Yeah, Sammy cuts him off and Big E takes out Sammy um, at the end. And that's the the end of that segment. Okay, I like Big E. He came across as just a big bully ruiner in this. If Sammy had done horrible things to Big E and then Big E ruins the Sammy Awards, that's, that's what a face would do. He's trying to get back at him. That's not what this was. This was just Biggie bullying someone smaller than him. Didn't yep. like it. Did not like nope. it. Not good. Not a good segment. Spent no. too much time on it already. Uh, yep. Backstage, Kayla interviews Bailey, and Bailey says uh, she's going to win. But unlike Bianca's version, hers was pretty entertaining. So always like Bailey. Yep. Uh, and it's match time. Bailey and Bianca. And is this the main event? Uh, okay. Let me tell everyone. There's no main event. And I don't mean one of those things where, oh, they just don't know now, but by the end of the show, there will be. There is, we run, we run out of matches and there's 10 minutes left and there was nothing planned. That's what happens on this one. That's how much they didn't care because it was on FS1 and they're like, well, whoever's going to watch it is going to watch it. They didn't even bother to make a main event. Uh, they're, they're backstage thinking, what are we going to write for this week's show? And then someone says, you know, I noticed we didn't actually say it was going to be on FS1 last week. And they said, oh, no one's going to watch it. Just forget it. Just forget <laughs> we have 10 minutes left at the end. Just fill it with whatever. Just sell, sell TLC. Yep. Mm. So uh, Bianca is the EST. Bailey tells the commentators she's the the ER, like the the better. <laughs> uh, Bailey Bailey wins. It's a, it's a match. Match, match, match. But Bailey. Okay. I expected Bailey to win because that's the way the feud continues. But Bailey wins. Okay, so the, the the finish is Bianca has Bailey up in the air. She's gonna power bomb Bailey. But then all of a sudden she just drops her and Bailey pins her with that. Oh, by the way, with with they're like, oh, with the rose plant. I've never heard them say that ever. It's just the uh, uh, the old uh, dirty deeds. But yeah, that was Pete. That was Pete Rose's finisher, right? It, of course. Why wouldn't it be? He used to do that to Kane all the time. Um, and seriously, though, Cole goes, "Oh, my notes say I think she raked her eyes." They were facing away from us. There was no way to tell that. I hate it. This was idiotic. Bianca okay. Belair lost because Bailey raked her eyes. They didn't even show it because of bad ring awareness with the women. And yeah, I mean, that was Bianca's fault. All of it was Bianca's fault. Mm-hmm. But Cole has the know that Bailey's going to cheat with the eye scratch or whatever. And so right. he just says it happened, even though we never saw it. All right. Okay. Well, now that that match is over and, uh, there's nothing planned for the rest of the show. We are in uncharted waters again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they run down the TLC card. 
and there's going to be a Firefly Inferno match. Is this where they announced that for the first time, Joe? Mm-hmm. Or did they announce it on Raw already? They hadn't announced it on Raw. This was the first time we ever heard of it. Okay. And I don't, which, I don't know what that is when I Which see made me think, oh, cinematic match. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what it was. Uh, Roman, Jay, and Paul are out to the ring. Okay. All right. So, so, this, so, this so maybe happening. this was a contract sign or something that I didn't know about, and that's mm-hmm. the main event. No, no, it's not anything. Uh, yeah. Did Did you know that Roman's the head of the table for his family? Head of the table for his family. This, this is this is guys walking out of the back after Kevin Owens has been beat up seven times already in this show, and we have nine minutes left in the show. Okay. Here's here's the main event. This is how it's. This is how they finally announce the main event of the show. Roman delivers his final message to KO. Oh my yes. God, that's not anything. <sighs> I not, but I, but I understand why they haven't been talking about it the whole show. Uh, because no one would back, watch this. No, no, they would have turned it off. They would have seen the end of the Bailey match, or even before the Bailey match started, and they would have turned the channel. Uh, we come back, and Roman's confused. He doesn't know why Owens is blowing his his chance uh, to be in the main event. And we find out why, because Owens stumbles out and Owens takes Jay out with a chair. Uh, but Jay recovers uh, way too fast, though, but yep. it helps turn the tables on Owens. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, after Owens goes after Roman. So Jay brings a table in and Owens goes through the table. Uh, Roman then Samoan drops Owens through another table and they bury Owens I, under plunder. This was like, Heyman was like, you know, that one classic thing in ECW where he buried everybody with the chairs and stuff. Let's do that to Kevin Owens. Okay, that's fine. If he's going to win on Sunday, that's fine. But then, okay, no. there's more though. Joe, no, because Owens stands tall, Joe. didn't Don't you remember? Kayla tries to interview Roman backstage, um, but then we see there's a monitor uh, because there's TVs everywhere backstage. Uh, and on the monitor, Roman and Paul watch Owen getting up. Owens has a mic magically from somewhere. And he says he's going to take the title at TLC or die trying. Wow. So because so, Owen st- <laughs> was a, yeah. not murdered, he's now still going to lose at TLC. Wow. Wow. He's die trying. Or ODT. That's what he said. A spoiler, Joe. Wow. Okay. And scene. That's the end of our. What, what can you say about that? I just don't know. That show was exactly beat for beat, scene for scene. If you compared them, it would just. It's almost the same thing. The same show. Except for the end with the burial. It's almost the same show. Yep. Wow. Sad. Um, I have emails. Humna Mahama writes in. Humana Humana Humana, as Larry would say. Smackdown? No, he didn't. No. He just says, this week's being the lead episode, A Christmas Carol, question mark, is a beautiful, wholesome event. Even though you don't review YouTube shows, this one is truly worthy of watching. Merry Christmas. Humna Mahama. Thank you. I will, uh, well, I don't have to. I was going to say, I'll get the word out, but I just did. So mm-hmm. th- there you go. Now we're going to watch it because you said that. I enjoy them. Thank you, Humna Mahama. Awesome. Good. We also have an email. Oh, this is okay. This is sad, but 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 it has a you know has a feel good ending sort of. Um, Hi, Joe. This is Walking Whiteboard. I just wanted to email and say thank you for the great shows. For those who aren't aware, my mother passed away from COVID and pneumonia complications. I'm so sorry. 
I just wanted to remember her because without her, there would be no walking whiteboard. See, she was the one that got me into wrestling. She got me WWE Day of Reckoning for my birthday back in 2004. I got hooked on that game, and in December of 2005, she took me on my first live show. It was a Raw show on December 12th. Ever since then, I've been a wrestling fan. She would always take me to shows until I was old enough to do so myself. Sorry for the long email, but I wanted to remember her. Hope everyone in the Smart Wrestling Fan family is safe and having great holidays. Walking Whiteboard. Thank you for writing in Walking Whiteboard. And Walking Whiteboard um, had a GoFundMe for um, for some costs. Um, and we, uh, the Smart Wrestling Fan community, came together to fund that. Um, so our listeners are the best. Let me just tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. They are. <sighs> Even though I feel really bad. but Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. But wow. thank you. Thank you, Walking Whiteboard. And um, uh, you have our our info. If you need anything, just let me know. And then um, thanks to the great people that helped out. So, because they really did come together. So that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. um, in a bad moment. I don't know that I have any other emails. Yes, I do. Somehow we just, they just don't stop, I think. Um, this says, no, no, okay. Yes. Dear fans of Smart Wrestling, since WWE has decided to throw a nice steaming log on the fire this holiday season and give us all a big slice of pooberry pie, I was hoping that a non-wrestling email might be read on the show. Okay, fine. It's from Andrew, a.k.a. Joe, I was hoping to get your opinion on one Charles Minor. The most horrible person to ever appear on The Office. Specifically, I was wondering what you thought about the way he was quietly written out of the series, presumably terminated when Dunder Mifflin went bankrupt and was purchased by Sabre. Of course, it's Sabre. Um, for, for how terrible he was, I think he was much more deserving of the D'Angelo Vickers treatment or even the Ed Truck treatment and was upset. And I was upset when he just left, never really being punished. What say you? Happy Festivus, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year to one and all, Andrew, a.k.a. Uh, P.S. I should have known. Poop ball? Yes. Good. That's a classic. Um, and then he says, P.S. Another P.S. Charles Minor was awesome. Um, yes, he was awesome. But, oh my God. Yes, his character was just, just a monster. And... He comes in and he wrecks shop and then he kind of did disappear. It's like once Michael said, nope, you're gone. That was it. We just never saw him again. Oh, wait. No, we did see him. That's right. We did see him again at the uh, Dunder Mifflin uh, picnic thing where all the branches came together and they were playing volleyball. And um, when he was still making fun of... That when he said the gym must be nice taking a break from all your uh, from from work with all your work or whatever I forget what did he say taking a break from your break or whatever but the point is um, yeah he kind of we we have to assume that that's when he got fired was the buyout but yeah and the D'Angelo Vickers thing I don't know what to say about that it's um, that that was just too cartoony for me. That's when we got into the Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live nonsense circus that became the last two seasons. And even though I really, really like um, Robert California, um, that show, you know, after that, it was it was done. So, but anyway, there, non-wrestling email. 
Trust people are going to think that this is part of that gimmick like you do for Larry where you just talk for a few minutes so he can go get a beer. Right. But you no, went – I'm, well, I'm just sitting here in awe and speechless. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but yes, Octop- he, Octopus Mask did not go take a poop during this, but that's what, nope. um, that's what most people think. Uh, okay, so uh, TLC. Let's just do this. That's what people are waiting to hear. That's right. And please, you know please, please don't talk about the kickoff, please. Uh, let me just delete these notes on the kickoff. <laughs> Why was there an eight-man tag on the kickoff? Well, and it's referred to later on, but we will refer to it later on. So that's fine. Okay, you know I'm, I'm not stomping on anything here. You do you don't want to talk about the kickoff, do you? No, I really don't. Uh, you seemed like you 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 wanted to, but you were holding back. Anyways, Tom started <laughs> off TLC. I'm just going to breeze past. Tom implies that the WWE title has been hanging since the Ascension ceremony last Monday. Even though we saw and, on SmackDown uh, that it wasn't. Yeah. And I'll Interesting. Check that. Hmm. Okay. What do you call him? What do you call him? Truthy uh, Tom? Liar Tom. Oh, that's, I know that's right. Not like Truthy that. Tom. Truthy Tom is someone else. Uh, liar Tom is uh, when you say, hey, Tom, how's the coffee? And he drinks from an invisible cup and he says, it's pretty good. That gimmick would be great if every time you told it, it was something that something else besides the coffee. Like every time it changed. It oh, I see. Got it. I ask him, how's that donut? And he takes a bite from an invisible donut and he says, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, there you go. And each time the gimmick of how you respond is a little different. That's I enhanced it. it. Yeah, there you go. Improvers. All right, I did it. Right. Uh, so Drew is out first. So we're Wait, getting the title match first. This is first? Yeah. What the? Okay. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know what? When WWE does this sometimes and they throw you a little like curveball, usually it's, you know, there's a reason. And we'll see if there's a reason or maybe there's not. Okay. I don't know. But Drew's out with his giant Claymore sword and he buries it in the LED board ramp. How many, okay, how many times have we seen this sword? I want to say about six so far since he's gotten it. Because I, I didn't write this in my notes, so I'm going to forget to say it. On Raw, Byron's like, look at that giant sword! He's seen it a million times. Okay, that's all. I just had to mention yeah. that. Well, did you? Is it just me, Joe? Uh, is this edition of the Thunderdome very pyrotechnicy? Yeah, it seems like they've really upped their pyrotechnics game in this particular arena. What is the the Tropicana? It's the Tropicana Field. Something? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, they are leaning heavy on the pyro, like I said. There's at least 50% more thunder going on. Yeah. Uh, Drew Drew kicks his kilt into AJ's face, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a spot in the match where Drew tries to <laughs> – I wrote ventricle suplex. I don't think that's right. Wow. Vertical suplex a ladder onto AJ. He tries to move but does not move in Yes, time. so I'm, then the commentators I'm, are like, oh, my God, it hit him, but it barely hit him. Um, we get a calf crusher with a leg caught in the ladder, another one with a leg caught in the chair. Uh, man, AJ needs to leave WWE. Let um, me tell you what this match made me think. It made mm-hmm. me think, wow, I wish I could see these guys in a regular match. Yeah. As opposed to the main event, which, well, the semi-main event, whatever you want to say, where I watched it and went, oh, wow, this is actually really awesome. And the story's really building. And like the other ladder mm-hmm. match was, I think was, was a better I think that was a better way to use a match like this. With these two, I was just craving like real wrestling. Both of these match had a similar shortcoming that I'll mention, but uh, there's a f- couple other interesting spots. AJ does a springboard over a table to do a phenomenal forearm, but he yeah. gets caught into a belly to belly 
uh, suplex into the ladder. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Gorilla presses AJ from the ring to the floor, but he misses a table, and AJ just eats it on the oh, hip that really was hard. Yeah, yeah, poor AJ. Um, Miz and Morrison then come out mid match, uh, and they put Drew through a table and <gasps> choke. <gasps> the rarest, the rarest of occurrence, uh, cash in. A cash-in during a match, a la Seth Rollins cashing in on Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So you can restart the match as a triple threat. That's right. Okay. And this one won't have any disqualifications, so why would he lose, right? Mm -hmm. Really Mm should have thought this through. Uh, But I will say, Joe, you call me in because I know nobody else wanted to review Impact. I know how it goes. But then you throw me a bone and I get get to review a cash-in. It's all exciting. It's very exciting. So it's a triple threat. Uh, Miz climbs the – everyone's out, right? Because uh, Drew just went through a table and, like I said, yeah. AJ got killed on the floor. Miz climbs the ladder with the most stupidly slow, dumb grin on his face. It was face. just so bad. <sighs> and Morrison's not – like he should have help and he should win if he's going to cash in. Yeah. This match should have been over right here. It but he can't win because Drew, Drew has to put his title on the line in a triple threat match against Brock Lesnar and – Keith Lee for some reason at WrestleMania. I don't know what's going on at this point. Uh, almost grabs Miz off the ladder though, and tosses him through a table. <laughs> yes. You know I call this this move that almost does this toss. This is this is when C three PO drops a Jawa corpse onto a, a bonfire. Wow. You know you know you, you know like the image I'm talking about right? Yes. That's what this looks like. Almost just literally. He plops it him. right down. He plop. It's a plop. Yeah. The Jawa. It's the Jawa drop. I call it's it. the plop and drop. Yeah. Uh, Morrison hits almost with a hilariously gimmicked chair that explodes with parts everywhere. <laughs> and almost chases Morrison out of the arena. So they're gone. Yeah. Uh, we wind up with uh, AJ and Drew at the top of the ladder. And Miz, now that he's gone through a table, rushes up a ladder faster than. Come on. Well. But uh, Drew wins the scramble and retains. Oh, my God. So as far as TLC matches go, I mean, we got a cash in. That was a little exciting. Um, but but, the, really but now the briefcase spots. is gone or is it question mark? I don't want that to be a thing that you can do that. I but do. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I do. But OK, we'll, t- we'll talk about the pros and cons. Yes. We'll have a whole debate about it later. Backstage, we get Paul with the interviewer lady, um, and he ogles her and says, aesthetics over competency, I see. Wow. This is a big deal. This happens twice tonight where they're saying WWE doesn't hire for skill. They hire for for visuals. He's not wrong. No, of course not. But wow. This is the quiet part loud. But why? Why? Why would you want this kind of heat? I wouldn't want this kind of heat. <laughs> That's gross. That's yeah. gross. Paul loves Nashville cars, um, but he loves it for the crashes. Yep. And t- tonight, someone's going to get hurt bad. Yeah. Uh, Roman wins, and that's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Okay. We already knew that one. You didn't have to spoil that one. No. This one, this one you could have said, oh, I don't know who's going to win. And we all, well, we, if, all, if it, we would have winked. The way that Owens has been built up as a big loser that keeps coming back. Like I said, if Goldberg had come out, you could you could even maybe expect the titles. That's what they did with um, Goldberg coming out with Brock against Eddie Guerrero. That's exactly how that went down. 
So that's a long piece of history there. So next up, we get Carmela and her stripo vision behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, I hate you know I hate saying that, but that's what it is. It is well, of course it is. Okay, I just want I want I want someone to back me up on that. I don't want someone to think that I'm like a chauvinist or something. No, that's no, 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 no. That's you're just calling it like he sees it. That's what it is. Uh, Sasha has a remixed song. Is that new or have I just not noticed it? Yet? You haven't noticed it. It's she ever since she left and then came back as the blue haired um, Sasha. She uh, had the Snoop Dogg version. Yeah, same one. All right. Uh, and oh no. Apparently, so Carmela fired Tommy after he spent all that money on that wine and hired his twin brother, Reginald. <laughs> so later or they Tommy. do explain his name is Reginald Thomas. Okay. You know what happened here, Joe? What? Someone, someone backstage didn't get the joke about the yuppie millennial uh, mm-hmm. uh, sommelier, you know, uh, and they thought, oh, well, sommelier should be like an old, an old British guy, like a stuffy butler. Probably. And they changed the gimmick, but Reginald doesn't work for this character for me. I don't know. Um, if you think of him as Reginald, the the koala, no one knows what I'm talking about, but um, nope. somebody does. Um, then then it works. Oh, nobody does. Okay. okay, fine. I will making a note. Look up Reginald the koala. Reginald. Uh, now he used to be nothing. Now he's a koala and he's cute as a button. That's it. Cute as a button. I don't. I don't have to look it up anymore. Thank nope, you, Joe. You this don't. is a very musical episode today. It is. Uh, Reginald almost <laughs> drops Carmella on her head, catching her as she's thrown out of the ring. Uh, match, match, match. Sasha wins with the bank statement after a very audible go-home order from the ref. Okay. So that was good. If you took a drink every time Carmella said, I'm Carmella, or adjusted any piece of her outfit, you would be dead <laughs> in the first minute. <laughs> Uh, I think the same thing happens later on with Retribution's masks. Yeah. yeah. Well, not later always. On. Not later on this show because yeah, they're yeah. not on the paper. No, paper. no way. They're uh, on main yeah. event also. Yes. So. Uh, backstage. And yeah, it's, it's Asuka and Billy Kay. Awesome. Oh, two of my favorites. Uh, Billy Kay wants to be Asuka's tag partner for tonight. And they go over her resume. She's a former tag champion. <laughs> so that's perfect. Mm-hmm. But oh no, the position's already been filled, oh. Joe. So I, see. I see. Poor Billy Kay. <sighs> Poor Billy Kay. Hurt Business versus New Day is up next. We see Cedric on Instagram earlier. He doesn't say anything, but WWE gives away some free advertisement to Instagram. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> yeah. New Day backstage promo. Uh, Wisa going to win. Uh, whoever edited in the fake New Day Rocks chant in this is uh, it's set to a different tempo yeah, than it's, it's New dumb. Day entrance music. It's incredibly Mm-hmm. Disturbing. I do not like it. Um, hurt business win. Uh, so that's yes! how much I cared about this match. I was um, so happy but- though that they won finally. Mm. So because yeah. because and the ending was botched again because Shelton Benjamin's waiting to get the win and waiting to get the win and waiting to get the win and Cedric's supposed to blind tag himself and get all excited and go win the match but mm-hmm. he takes forever to pin so Benjamin just has to look like a chump standing there <laughs> and waiting forever. But yeah. I was happy when Cedric, and I thought for sure on Raw, Cedric was going to say that the, he won the match for them. But no, Benjamin was mm-hmm. just as happy as Cedric was. So, yeah. mm, There's definitely a story there, though. Cedric. I know, Cedric is I know. Doing the, Absolutely. He's the, heli- he's the heliest of the heels. Yes. 
okay. It was, I, you know, I thought it was a fun match. I enjoyed that match. I was in a good mood after that opening TLC, the cash in. And yeah, I, I, I liked I, I wanted to like this pay-per-view. I hadn't watched one in a long time. I enjoyed this particular match. Yeah. Uh, up next, WWE gift cards. They have gift cards for the network. How yeah. many of those are they really selling, Joe? I don't know how many, but they've had them since the network's been. I remember seeing those at like CVS. So they've had them for a while. Ugh, I can't yep. imagine they sell more than like a hundred of those a year. Rumble promo. <laughs> we get a promo for the Rumble. Good to see. Excited about the Rumble, except well, you know, Th- Thunderdome doesn't sound too fun. But right. But this is the first time they advertised the Rumble, so we didn't we didn't even know that it was definitely on January thirty first. We assumed it was, but this is that was never confirmed until now. Mm-hmm. So they use the uh, the the old Lang sign the the yes. old acquaintances be forgot yep. song whatever so it's a it's the New Year's pay per view except it's on the furthest possible day of January from New Year's correct yep just a little note there but You're it's right. a good promo anyway you are correct um so so who you got let's do oh. right now right now each Rumble match you got two picks you get one for each go one for each go uh the Rock okay and. These are winners, not surprises, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The ro- I the wait, rock. hope you're right. Go ahead. The Rock and. Now you I know what? Rock. No, you can pick two guys for each. Oh, okay. Go for it. All right, I'm going to pick one who I think, and then one who I want. So I'm going to say The Rock, and yeah. who would I want? I don't like anybody in WWE right now. Mm. Uh, the Rock and and and. Well, I'll do my women while I'm thinking about that. I'm going to say. Becky Lynch mm-hmm. um, and Charlotte. Okay. Those are great guesses. Yeah. Uh, I have Becky Lynch and Charlotte for the women. And for and the men. For the men. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for the men, I have Keith Lee and um, Brock Lesnar. So, but it also could be Goldberg. So, oh, no. Don't, I know. I, don't put these things out there. Sorry. What are you doing, man? I'm telling you probably what's happening. All right, oh, I'm gonna say the Rock, <laughs> and this is killing me. I'm just gonna say Owens because I would love to see Owens just completely reset and go a different direction. Okay, well, I would love that. That's not not this happen. year. I know. I I know a lot of the WrestleMania plans as of today, which could change by the Rumble. But usually, when I get the information in December. I'd say last year it was pretty messed up. Like most of the matches didn't come true last year, but it was what the plans were. So I knew last year's plans. Um, this year, yeah, I I think it has to be the people I just said. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Keith Lee would be fun, but I just I believe that to be impossible right now. Mm. But well, but you don't think it's impossible that he's in the main event of WrestleMania, do you? Uh, it feels like it. It feels like they pumped the brakes at that well, point. That as point where as of making, yeah, yeah, as of last week, I still have information that he is going for the WWE title. So, I feel like the information you have is the promises that they make him that they won't deliver on. They made, I mean, they made similar promises with Mandy Rose because mm-hmm. because they planned on Vince loving her because she looked like Trish Stratus a little bit. So they had this whole year long build with her planned as the gimmick, the most beautiful women woman in the world, and they were going to have her go against a face Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania for the title, and that. Never happened, but that was the plan. 
So, and again, anybody could say they have the plan. No, I have, I had physical proof of the plan. So mm. not even just, you know, a, a source. I had the, the physical something I can't say. Yeah. But, I feel like Keith Lee needs to get out from under this, you know, rain cloud before he can make something of himself that will actually well, be good. Every week he's angry. It won't be long before he turns on Drew. So there you go. Mm. We get a Slammy promo. Uh, the Slammys are going to be hosted by Truth. So I already don't want to watch that. Wednesday morning at 10, everybody. Can't extra. wait. I'll be, yeah, be waiting in line to. You know what that means, that right? That means that is 7 a.m. for me. <laughs> the Slammys are on a at Ooh, seven trying, in the morning. Oh, they're, they're trying to counter program New Japan. New Japan, exactly. Road you got it. <laughs> uh, we hear backstage audio of Sammy blowing up after the Sammys on SmackDown. He says he's responsible for everyone, and he puts food on their table. Copy paste, copy paste from Roman. Wow. Sammy backstage confront. I don't get this. So Sammy's backstage. This is now yeah. live. He confronts. Uh, the interviewee lady uh, and wants to know where she got that audio. I don't know why he cares because that audio wasn't that bad. It doesn't make him even look like a jerk, really. But Sammy's entertaining in this, I guess. But I just don't understand what they're writing. What is what is going on here? I don't know. The joke Someone... is that the joke is that Big E secretly recorded not video but just audio for some reason of Sami Zayn saying stuff and then gave it to Dominikimi Schmidt and then she played it on Instagram. That's a story now. This is a wanted, joke. They just wanted to put an Instagram bug up on the screen. That's what this was. I guess. What is wrong with these people? Women's tag match is up next. Uh, Lana has an MCL injury and a uh, elbow injury. And who's the who's the the Oscar's partner going to be? Who's oh boy, I wonder if it was exactly who I said last week. Could it be? It's exactly who you said last week. The Charlotte. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I know we hate on the stories as they happen here, but Shayna Baszler, Oscar, and Charlotte, and. A lot of other women in this roster, I think, really are really great talents. It's just a shame, you know, how how we see them. Um, they're better than most of the talents in AEW, for my money. I think WWE has a stronger main event scene for the That's women. That's fair. But, That's fair to say. Yeah. Um, but I was all that is to say that if I was Shayna Baszler, I think I would be. If anyone is primed to get out of Dodge, yep. Shayna she had Baszler. her. She shined in NXT and she failed here in, in one Raw. Sorry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. You, uh, you, I forgot Charlotte's gone so long. You forget. And then you see her in these matches. She's a giant. She is so tall. She is. I do say she's big bird. So yes, absolutely. (laughs) Rick Rick is, she really does look like that with her, her outfit this Mm -hmm. time around. Uh, Rick is in the back, Ric Flair watching. And as we learned uh, last week, WWE is running their WWE shop order fulfillment out of the back. So it's like a, it's like a warehouse. So probably at some point in the back tonight, we got Rick saying, what am I doing in a warehouse? Woo. Oh my God. That's right. Look at that. Wow. When was the last time we heard that? Deep cut. Deep cut. Wow. Uh, there's a weird missed tag in this match. Yep. Mixed, a missed, not mixed, missed tag where Nia Jax picks up Charlotte to Simone Dropper, has to put her down so that yep. Charlotte can tag mm-hmm. Oscar, then picks her up again, and then Simone that drops her. So that was stupid. Not good. Not good. Charlotte uh, ends up pinning Shayna. And uh, Rick is in the back watching and he looks, you know, he looks a little happy and his mouth is agape, but really he just kind of looks like a corpse in the back. My God. He, well, he's a zombie. So he's a zombie. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, and then we get the 2020 Blob commercial again. Oh my God! Make this go away. No, will okay. not. All right, will not. Will not. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> we get it in full, exactly as it appeared last night. It's not even like an alternate version. Same right. thing. Uh, Biggie and Truth are in the back, and Sammy comes in, and he, Sammy, thinks that Biggie leaked that audio from earlier. Again, well, who cares? I think he did. Sammy thinks Biggie is a joke who's just treading water. Biggie doesn't much care for that talk. Uh, Biggie apparently, okay, so Biggie apparently pinned Sammy in the kickoff, which I wouldn't have known about. Correct, in an eight-man tag, because that's what you do with the guy you want to push his singles career, Biggie, who almost never has a match on TV. And also, Daniel Bryan was in that match. This is so sad. (laughs) Let me tell you that I don't know if they're going to do it, but my sheet had Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the title at Royal Rumble. So if Daniel Bryan's um, on the kickoff here and then he gets that is a wow. Wow. Well, go. it's a it's about as sensible as the match as the Owens Reigns matchup in that context because no one believes Owens is gonna win here. No Understood, one believes Bryan's gonna but win. My God. Hmm. Yeah, but Ugh. anyway, that so that Big Eve Sammy match is on Christmas Day SmackDown, which is going to get a terrible rating because it's on Christmas Day. And also uh, expect Big E to win the title, of course. You know what? Rock isn't coming back at the uh, for the Rumble match because the whole thing coming out of Rumble is going to be who could possibly face Reigns on SmackDown. And if Rock just won the Royal Rumble, then that will already be answered. So I think I'm wrong about that. Yeah, unfortunately, the answer is Goldberg. So I'm very sad. So oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did he win last year's Rumble? Uh, no. Two years ago? No. Drew won the Rumble. Did Goldberg win Did Goldberg it? won a Rumble. I don't know. But last year it was, it was, Drew had to go through all these hoops, beat Brock Lesnar and a bunch of guys to win the Rumble, and then Goldberg just walked up to Roman Reigns and said, I want a title shot, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then, and then Roman didn't want to wrestle at WrestleMania because of COVID, so it became... Goldberg and Braun, and Braun won, if you remember the title there. Oh, that sounds bad. It's uh, all bad, and we're going to get a repeat, but we're finally going to get that stupid match that Goldberg wants so bad against Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. Okay. Spear versus Spear. That's what they wanted. They couldn't wait to say that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. They're going to say it a lot, too, I'm sure. Oh, they started to before Reigns noped out, so... Yeah, Owens is uh, Owens versus Reigns is up next. Um, Joe, it's a shame that there wasn't a TLC tag match tonight because the graphic package they're using is like a spiraling storm of tables, ladders, and chairs. Right. So it looks like it was made for a TLC tornado mm, like tornado. Tag you mean? Match. Except they don't do tornado matches in WWE. They have as, no as rules and they make later. you tag in and out. And my question is always: What would happen if I didn't listen? What are you going to do about it, ref? It's full of good boys and girls who follow all the rules. Guess so. uh, Roman's out with Paul. Owens blindsides Roman to start the match. But Jay makes the save early, mm. and then Owen chairlegs Jay Owens chairlegs Jay to take him out. Match, match, match. 
Uh, Owens hits a fisherman buster through a chair, and it's not like that glancing blow where it hit no, just the, it crunched the, the seat it. part of the chair. Yeah. It's one of those ones that really crushes a chair. That was a, oh, yeah. God. I really liked <sighs> this match because there were moments yeah. in here where I believed Owens could win, and I thought, there's no way. But I thought, during this match, I was like, wow, I really, really enjoy this match. I really yeah. liked it. You know why? This This match, to me, is a Mick Foley... He just won't die. It was. It was. It was good. And those are always great when you have a character that you care about. And we all care about Kevin Owens. Yeah. Deep down inside, even when he's doing crap like he's been doing the last couple weeks, you just want the best for him because we've all seen him come up through through the worst of the worst, you know, the the, the most difficult path, yada, yada, yada. And he just doesn't die. And yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's fun. I really got suckered in by this match. I never thought Owens could win. There was maybe one second when he had his hand on the title. I thought the a few. The there were like three spots where I thought maybe. Yeah, like and maybe again, it tra- I, I, just titles. the fact how much Owens got buried on SmackDown. I really thought it. I thought it's not impossible, but you know, he was no, he was standing tall at the end, Joe. Standing tall at the end. I know. Uh, Jay gets back into the match again, and Owens overcomes, and Jay eats the announce table. Roman power bombs Owens onto a ladder. <laughs> And Cole, Michael Cole, Roman powerbombs Owens onto the ladder. And yeah. Cole says, Spinebuster through the table. He did say Spinebuster. It surely was not a Spinebuster. What the hell was that? And then he called it wrong again during the replay. You okay, Cole? You oh, right, my God. Owens takes a choke slam through a table, then a Samoan drop through a table, and a spear through a table. So it just gives you a sense of the... the it was, it was pretty brutal. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roman goes for a spear through that timekeeper's barrier, which is yeah. really overdone, but he goes for it and Owens sidesteps. Owens pops uh, pop up power bombs Roman through a table. And this is one of those moments where you It think was. Maybe it was real. It was like, oh my God, it could be over. But of course, Jay is back in. Oh. Puts an end to that, and Roman retakes the title. Which is, you know, ex- like we said, expected. And then the funny thing was um, on Twitter. Did you see uh, the interaction there? Um, fans asked Owens, like, what happened in the match? And Owens said, well, nobody came out and helped me because I made bad choices with all my relationships in the past. So it's, I have nobody to blame but myself. And then somebody tweeted him and said, why didn't Sammy come help you? And he said, I don't let Sammy anywhere near me until he gets a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. <laughs> That's funny. No, I did not see that. That's good. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so that was that match. Yeah. Um, we get a Stone Cold podcast segment where he's <clears throat> gaslighting Drew into blaming his initial failures in WWE on himself F. on a live camera. Wow. Think about yeah. think about that when you have all the talent and all the tools, as they say, and then they don't want to. The company doesn't want to give you a push, but then they blame the guy. And Stone Cold is being that foil who's leading Drew down a path to blaming himself because is Drew going to get in an argument with Stone Cold no. on a show that's being produced for the Did network? Did you know that the Claymore is the new flying knee strike? Did you know one time I had the pellet grill cooking, don't t- uh, can't compute my dog. Oh, my wife is here. Oh, my head. oh. that's it. This whole podcast. I thought that was about to turn into JR. Getting it almost did. Oh, my, my barbecue knife. Oh, my God. Oh, my exploding. <laughs> okay. 
this Friday, it's official Big E versus Sammy for the IC title. All right. Ho- Happy holidays. It's on Christmas yep. Day. Uh, we get the Infernal Map next. Uh, and we get a Firefly Carol, which is another Twice the Night Before Christmas. That's Friday. right. So there were three of those. Because Raw's well, going to have one too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Copy, paste, paste. Copy, wow. paste three times? Yeah, three times. Oh, my three God. <sighs> wow. Yep, they give a real deep dive recap of the Sister Abigail. That was Abigail good. Recap. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Notice how they did not talk about the Firefly Funhouse match. No. I suppose that would take away from the Inferno match to point Correct. out that there had already been a, a Firefly-themed uh-huh. match, yep. a Hell in a Cell the uh then there was a wrestlemania match with like the bugs and worms projected on the ring too right that was horrible yep that that was all bray versus versus uh uh randy like there's yeah. been way too many matches between these two but admittedly this one is different um the bell rings and we get an introdu- uh, introductions joe over eight minutes for intros and entrances yeah. here yeah Mm-hmm. And and the Orton's ring bell all dressed the in second time to start the match, so we get double ring bell for this, right? Which makes no sense. And also Orton, um, well, sometimes they do that, but Orton is dressed in like full, like I'm going to get set on fire outfit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you got to, you know, you're not going to set his bare skin on fire. So but that's I, the point. It, they got to it, do that. It, yeah. They had to do it, so we'd believe that he could lose. So it's fun to see the things that WWE does think of and then the things that they don't think of. They always plug but, the uh, holes that don't need plugging. So, yeah. Well, this hole kind of did need plugging. But uh, the ring doesn't have the gas piping along the apron like they have done for past Inferno matches. Right. So, so it's not like what was that Kane versus MVP or whatever. It's not like that. No. But it's also uh, not a cinematic match. Well, okay. The match starts and there's no fire anywhere. So what games? Um, also, uh, if I could go one week without someone saying living f- rent free in someone's head, that'd be great. I think it's <laughs> like five times tonight yeah, at least that I know, phrase. I know. Um, at some point in the match, Bray does that thing like Kane where he raises his arms and pulls them down. And yes. the arena bursts into flame. But when, it, okay. So let's, let's, we really have to go into more detail before we get to the fire part. Okay. We have, we just had a TLC match where they destroyed the announce table, chairs, piles of stuff, and three commentators we have now have to stand there with all this carnage around. But now that we're at this match, those three commentators are disembodied voices, and all those pieces of tables and stuff are gone, replaced by all this weird fire stuff. There's no one out there. Yeah, big black and boxes of fire. Now, if you watch SmackDown and Raw and NXT every week, you always see they always have Platinum Blondie on the screen. And if you notice, if you know who I'm talking about in the crowd, she's always the... Listen, again, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just r- reporting the news. The lower cut shirt she has on, the closer to the center of your screen Kevin Dunn will put her. Every freaking show, no matter what. What's noticeable here, though, is that all of a sudden in this match, she's wearing a different outfit. 
because this crowd was fake. This crowd was just reruns of old crowds from old shows. Not even crowd from tonight earlier. This is old footage of a small loop of these people doing things. Sometimes the loop is of them standing, just standing there looking into the camera bored during parts of the match where they should be excited. This is horrible and how you don't make television. This mm-hmm. match was, what? I mean, some people on Twitter loved it and they thought this was so neat. And all I could see was how fake it was, how bad the editing was, how the bad editing. the crowd, yeah. the crowd footage all looped at the exact same second. So it went black for a second and then they started repeating what they were doing. Everyone at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the in the ring, you would see weird cuts, like all of a sudden a close-up of the fiend for no reason, and then stuff would be different in the wider shot. You'd see scenes where things looked normal for a second, and then all of a sudden they were covered in this red accelerant that looked like blood. So you knew that thing would be on fire next. <laughs> this was so poorly made that I just had to look at it and go. Why do they think that we're this stupid? This was a first draft that was the main event of a pay-per-view. This was, let's test out this kind of a match, but let's do it in the main event. And it was, there was some fun stuff here. There was some creative stuff here. But whoever was shooting this, then they got it backstage to cut it together. They sat down at that chair and they thought to themselves, oh, crap. Yes, that's all we got. We can't work with that. And they did what they could. And I'll tell you what, this was never supposed to go on last. But how do you beat someone getting set on fire? You can't top that, so you have to end the show there. Yeah. So tell us about the match if I didn't spoil it already. But uh. Yeah. Um, so description of the fire. So there's flames around the ring barrier. So it's all on the outside of the ring barrier. Yeah. And there's these tall poles that are shooting like corkscrews of fire in the air. It really is kind of cool. It's the um, visuals of the fires yep. nice, but guess yep. what? The people in the crowd, if they were live, would be reacting to the fire and acting like something was happening. They are the most bored-looking crowd I've ever seen. Why would you pick this part of the, the, the looping crowd where they're just like watching intently like and, the, and they're ready to fall asleep? They should have just turned the LED boards into – like and that's those, what those I said. Exactly. Not those. That's funny. So not exactly. But yes, they should have turned them into something else. I thought for sure there wouldn't be fans at this part because obviously this can't be live. So let's not even pretend and let's cut the fans and make some kind of cool effect. They could have all been fire. You're right. If it had, or if it had just gone black, it would have added a nice contrast yes. against the visual of the but fire. But instead, which, putting which, the bored fans of- and fake Blondie in a different outfit is not cool. No, nope. I agree. I agree. Um, if you remember in old in, uh, Inferno matches when they would like hit a, a suplex or whatever, and it would hit the ring. Yeah, it would make the the, pl- the, the plumes go up. up in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're faking that in this arena where someone's got a button somewhere. Every time there's a big move, they press the button and flames shoot even yes. higher. And the fans don't react. Nope. Think about that. There's explosions happening. The fans are bored. 
because it's fake. Bray gets a leather belt and lights it on fire. Like Joe said, though, you could see it's covered in that red ex- accelerant. Um, <laughs> and he goes to whip Orton with the flaming belt, which is cool. That That's something new in uh, Inferno Match to mm-hmm. have flaming weapons. I like that. Um, and we at one point we get a flame surge, like I just described, while Bray's face is scarily close to the yes. flames. Yeah, that looked like that was not intentional, but maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, Bray tries to murder Randy with a pickaxe. So because, yeah. you know, the pickaxe, that'll set somebody on fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. But once you've got the murder. You can oh, then you can. Oh, got it. They never said you couldn't kill him first. Right. No, 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 no. There's no rules. No DQ. This is why there should be a chainsaw in every uh, this, hardcore match. This is worse than eye for an eye match because in that match, they knew you had to poke a guy's eye out and they weren't OK with it. This match is basically murder. I don't understand why the commentators are okay with this. Um, the commentary area was replaced with flame boxes, uh, like you said. And Bray gets out a gasoline can and a Sister Abigail rocking chair. Yep. And he douses the chair in gasoline and creates a trail of gas away from the chair. He throws Randy into the chair and we get a nice shot of uh, Bray's uh, face as he lights a Zippo lighter and sets the trail towards the chair on fire and uh this is where you can really tell it's a cinematic match this is the first really bad editing of the match um and right as the chair uh you, they cut away from it and it's just a chair they cut back to it and it's covered in that red goo and it may and, but, but yeah. because it's red goo and it's the fiend it looks like blood it, it looks, looks like stupid blood. and seriously who put this together what idiot yeah. thought this was good and they're so good at putting together video packages. It's shocking. But they can't that's the out thing. This matches. is not the same. This is not a regular match, nor is it a cinematic match. It's somewhere in between, and it didn't work for me at all. Uh, Randy uh, beats on Bray with an axe handle for a while. Which, again, red accelerant on it. So. Well, that comes up in a second, but they get a. they didn't have the red accelerant on it the first time. When Randy was hitting him with it. I, I think know. that appears later on. Exactly. Uh, Randy gets a chain around his fist and hits Bray with it. He wraps the chain around Bray's face and uh, we get the shortcoming of an Inferno match. They keep trying to, well, one of many, they keep trying to push each other's faces towards the flames. And right. I think we all know that's not how this match is going to end yep. because that would literally kill somebody. They're in, they're completely dressed from head to toe for a reason. That's the part that gets caught on fire. The part you can gimmick, not your face. This is stupid. Um, now is when Bray lights the axe handle on fire. Now it's all covered in that red goo. Uh, but nope, he misses. Uh, Bray gets a mandible claw on Orton and pushes him towards the fire. But Orton flips him and uh, pushes Bray's back into the fire. And there we go. Okay. But the bell doesn't ring. The bell does not ring. And as a viewer, you're wondering, well, Okay. Was that and you're then, like, is that enough? And the commentators are like, Randy Orton has won the match. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? All right. Get, you know, we get like a whole cinematic style guy on fire. You know, like those guys who like wave their arms around yeah. and very clearly in a, bl- a burn suit. And Bray runs into the ring to try to maybe roll around. This was something. the funniest part, I think. And uh, instead, Randy hits an RKO on a flaming Bray Wyatt. So he risked his own safety to RKO a guy on fire. Okay. Well, that's a good, good one. Stop, drop, and roll. He was trying to get him down on the mat, actually, that's, to help that's a good put point. the fire out. So, yeah, that was my favorite part of the match. Fiery um, RKO is funny to me. 
I was I thought he was going to try and pin the burn the burn. Well, I wasn't sure either since they didn't ring the bell. I wouldn't put it past WWE to in mid match turn it into a pinball. But remember the match a few weeks ago with Jeff Hardy against Elias that ended their feud, that musical symphony of destruction thing where all you had to do was hit the other guy with a guitar and you win. And then they made Jeff Hardy pin Elias right in the middle of the match. They changed the rules. Yeah, that was a that was a. I'm convinced all of these things are on purpose to 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 rib guys. So could be that's something they would do to Jeff. Uh, Orton leaves the ring to get gasoline, um, and Samoa Joe says he's already won the match, but Randy is thinking something different. Yeah, yeah, he's thinking about he's thinking about murder. Murder. This is where we're, this is where we're getting to murder. Uh, he the- pours gasoline on the fiend. And uh, Randy goes to get the matches, and there's these these weird matches. They're like sparkler matches. I don't know where they got those things. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we see Randy torch a very obvious dummy. If you take a second to go back, and but look. it's Bray. But then when all of a sudden when it's on fire, it's a scarecrow they found in the like at warehouse. It's so bad looking with a pillow under under the. It's shirt. really hideous. <laughs> If anybody ever saw the episode of Gilligan's Island where with the go- with ghost that comes to the island, it's just some guy from some Russian guy or something, and he is trying to scare everyone off the island for some reason. But at the end, they think the only way to trick him is to make this is this. Okay, let me tell you how stupid this match is stupid, but the episode of Gilligan's Island, I think, is equally as stupid as this match. The guy comes to the island to scare everybody off for whatever government reason. I don't remember the reason. Maybe there's gold under the island. I don't remember what the reason was, but the point is this. The idea to get rid of the ghost, which is just the guy, they figure out it's just the guy, to get rid of the ghost, is they put, they, they put, they make a bunch of dummies of themselves out of gourds and hay. I'm sorry, not hay. What's it called? Palm fronds and stuff. Palm fronds. Yeah. Like whatever's on the island. It's not hay, obviously. This isn't Gilligan's farm. No. But they make, they they stuff it full of all this crap. They, they, I don't know where they got an extra Skipper and Gilligan shirt from. That doesn't even make any sense because they only had those one shirts when they came in. Anyway, the idea of the castaways is they fill up this tiny little boat, which... I guess, oh, that's right, because the ghost brings them a boat that's going to save them or whatever. But really, it's like a gimmicked boat that's going to murder them all. So they say, let's just put dummies on the boat and then we'll push it out into the lagoon and it'll go into the water. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. And then the boat explodes because this guy was going to murder all of them. The castaway's plan was then they'd all wear sheets and scare the ghost guy away because he thinks he killed them all. And now they're all haunting the island. And he falls for it and leaves. I can't make this up. You are speechless. That re- you know what that reminds me of? Smart, smart, obscure diversions fan. There was an episode of the Brady Bunch where... Uh, yeah, where with the... Vin- with Vincent Price on it. Yes. Where they're on an island. They're on Hawaiian Island. Yes, they're actually, the they're tiki actually one. The- yeah, they're actually on the set for uh, 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 Gilligan's Island, believe it or not. That's and right. The, the story there is Vincent Price is trying to scare the boys away from this cave where he found a bunch of, yeah. yeah, he found a bunch of uh, uh, important archaeological finds. Wow, look, it all ties in. Yeah. Smart, obscure diversion fan. Their uh, idea was to scare the guy 
it's a guy that came there to scare them because he knows it's just him with a sheet over his head. And now they have sheets over their head and he somehow does think they're ghosts. I mean, keep saying the, this. That's the fun. That's the fun, Joe. Is that's- it? Is it fun, though? Okay. <laughs> yes, the scarecrow's burning in the ring. Yeah, and that's it. Burning in the ring. It just goes that's off there. So, so or, or okay. The pose. It's that a horror was movie. Funny watching him hit the pose after committing murder. That was it was. Funny. It was very funny to see him hit his RKO pose. But it's it's that's that's the thing. The bug comes up the bottom of the screen, and now you're like Orton's doing the pose, but he doesn't know that behind him the fiend on fire sits up. That's amazing, right? Nope. <laughs> they don't even do anything. We're just supposed to think he just Orton really committed murder right now. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It would be if, if he had done it to Bray Wyatt in the goofy Mr. Rogers. Sweater, I understand he did it to a be, monster. I get it. But the point is the monster sits up. The monster doesn't stay dead. What kind of a horror movie is this? Well, what should have happened? Well, yeah, there would be there would be that one after credit scene where the monster's hand rises out of the anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, They're saving that saving that for sweeps. Okay. Save it for sweeps. That's what they always say. Okay, we're going right into Raw because this all is going to connect. Because let's do, it, let's do it. Raw from who knows where. No, we know where. It's the Tropicana land. Uh, tonight's six-man six man tag holiday street fight. They don't even bother to call it like a Miracle on 34th Street Fight or whatever they used to call it. It's just now holiday street fight. And when you see that, that equals Low rating incoming. Low rating, everybody. It's Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Keith Lee against AJ Styles, Miz, and Morrison. AJ and Miz hate each other right now. On Twitter, after TLC, AJ was furious at Miz for ruining his match and cashing in, yet they're tagging up tonight. And besides that, we're going to have the Firefly Inferno fallout. Whatever that is, can't wait. But well, I first, can't wait to find out if, if AJ and Miz can get along. That's I can't wait to find out. Story. So good. Charlotte comes out, and I wrote, Can we turn this off now? Okay. She gets in the ring, and she is already talking in an annoying pattern and rhythm, and I need her gone like as soon as possible. She puts herself over as mm-hmm. something so great. Is listen, maybe she needs to be with Andrade, like as Andrade as her, like her valet maybe to show her as a human being i need to see that charlotte is a human and not just some horrible horrible sociopath that rick flair has created that's what i need because remember this is this is what we know of charlotte i don't want to be known for my dad i don't want to be my dad's shadow let's call me charlotte flair and i'll wear robes and yell woo at awkward times and chop people and do his finisher that's and oh, and win the title as many times as him. Okay, that didn't go along with what you just told me, Charlotte. But okay, if you say so. So I'm already sick of her and she's been around for two days. That's not good. That's that's really bad. So, and she's already old Charlotte where she's putting herself over and saying how great she is, even though she's supposed to be a face right now. She calls out Asuka. Asuka comes out because they're tag champs now. And Asuka says that they're friends. So, Tomodachi! So, that, that's it. So, that's great. 
Nia and Shayna come out. Tom says, go ahead. One thing, Asuka says that she's she's the double champion of today. Oh, that's right. The Empress of Tomorrow. The Empress of Tomorrow has always been the stupidest name because it's basically, once she got out of NXT to continue using that name. That should be, it should be tomorrow now, right? Yep. Yep, I know. Um, So Tom says later tonight, it's Mandy, Rose, and Dana Brooke against Shayna, Baszler, and Nia Jax for some unknown reason. Then... Naya, who had just come out, makes fun of Charlotte's robotic voice. After I just wrote, she's talking in an annoying pattern and rhythm. So I'm glad I'm not the only one, but because I cannot stand the way Charlotte talks. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan should, of the way Naya talks, but at least Naya be, th- be throwing that shit. Right. That's know. the thing. But at least Naya can be intelligent. Charlotte gets lost in her own thoughts and doesn't know what she's talking about. Mandy oh, Rose and Dana come out. And this is, did these two like know what wrestling is or are they two alien robots that have never, that have watched one episode of wrestling and now they're trying to emulate it? Because Mandy and Dana come out and Mandy goes, Dana, you look different. And Dana goes, is there anything wrong with you? So Mandy must have forgotten part of her line. And then Dana just went with the script like an idiot. (sighs) Then they say... Look in the ring. That's Shayna Baszler. She looks like Rudolph with a nose job or something. And Naya, well, she's a reindeer without the antlers because she's big, you see. This is not funny or good. What is this? Just checking off Christmas boxes. Okay. Charlotte says Shayna Blazer. Oh, yeah. That's her alter ego when she does commentary in a sports coat. I think so. And she says, get a ref. Charlotte, there's already a match scheduled. What? Get a ref for them? What? Anyway, go to break. Hulk Hogan and all these terrible people are going to be on Raw Legends Week in two weeks. And I wrote panic mode. (laughs) So I talked to Larry yesterday and we talked about what WWE does. It's always, you know, when they get a record low rating, it's always bringing the McMahons. This time they're not even doing that. They're going straight for the oldies. They're going straight for star power. They're going straight for anything to get them a one-week bump. I really hope that they're smart enough to then try and take advantage of the bump and write something good for the road to Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, but I have mm-hmm. zero amount, zero percent faith in them, so no, it's not happening. This is that time when they, traditional, when they traditionally coast to the Rumble, and the Rumble is the starting point. Correct. Remember that? The time between SummerSlam and the Rumble is Correct. always dead air. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where we are. Yeah. But hey, Carlito and Hulk Hogan and Tori Wilson, so which means Carlito's probably going to spit an apple on Tori Wilson and everyone's going to get COVID. Remember when Carlito had a longer name? Carlito, Caribbean, COVID, cool. Remember that? He was 4C. I do. Charlotte and Oscar on commentary. Oh my God, Charlotte. Okay, the match is Nia and Shayna against Mandy and Dana. Charlotte actually says the words... As I said in my promo, (laughs) as I said when I was choreographing those maneuvers in the ring that we practiced, later tonight, it's Charlotte and Oscar versus Lacey and Peyton. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that anytime that there would be a comma in a sentence that that Charlotte is speaking, she says, I mean. Yes, I mean is her I know and her um. Yes, it's really bad. So bad. But. 
This match, this match, not good. Mandy and Dana both have regressed. I don't know. They never know what to do in the ring. If they're not doing acrobatics, they have absolutely no clue what to do. Then there's a part where the, their opponents are on the floor. They stand on the apron like they think this is the break. But there's no break. So they just keep standing there and standing there. And then they jump down on their opponents and then they cheer themselves. That's They're trying to get to break. Oh, my God. Then... Then Tom says the women's tag team titles must be defended on all three brands. You mean like when Shayna and, 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 and Nia had them and they never once went to NXT or what? That's how know. it's supposed to be, but that's must be defended. That They don't do that. He's saying that because he knows that they're going to smack down on Friday, you see. Um, Charlotte says this. She says, I know, right? Especially, and to be honest, if she had added literally in there, that would be my forfecta of hatred toward a human being, of phrases that you can use that make me not like you. Mm. Trying not to get my blood pressure raised here, but it's Charlotte, so... Did you you hear in the middle of this they announced that they're doing Owens versus Roman for the title? Okay, there was a SmackDown commercial, and yes, on the Christmas episode, there's a steel cage match with Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns so that they could blow that off so that we can move on to a different match at Royal Rumble. So, yep. Yes. There you go. Um, Then Charlotte, okay, this was telling, you know how you can always tell a lot about Charlotte, like she would cry at certain parts of her matches or whatever. Mm -hmm. You could always... Mm -hmm. Just tell the kind of person she is. And she's a person that's worried about what people think of her. She takes a lot of things personally. I understand that. I totally understand that. But, excuse me, there was a part in this match um, where on commentary where Charlotte tries to do an imitation of Naya mocking her. So she's like, I'm Naya and I can't... She can't say it because she's afraid she's going to say something that would insult herself and might make herself upset. So she can't even like come up with anything. Uh huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. That was like my big psychological breakthrough with Charlotte right there. Or she, or or she all the things that were rattling around her brain were well, okay. so offensive. Where she she realized I oh, can't say that can't say that can't say that can't, can't say, say that. that so it could have been that but I think it really was she realized she's gonna get upset if she really says a real thing. Dana taps out to the cure food clutch stuff happens Aww. get fought Se- off sexy, whatever sexy best friends lose and that's right that's what Oscar was calling them the entire match so <laughs> very funny um yeah don't worry there's more Charlotte to come later backstage the hurt business bullies a white guy because that's the thing. That's what they do. They find it. (laughs) Her business come out to the ring for the VIP lounge championship edition. And I had an idea about that. Let's see if it happens later tonight. It's Hardy bros versus Lashley and MVP. They announce. Okay. Uh, You missed the poor guy that they, they bullied. Yeah. They rip, they rip off his shirt and he's wearing a white undershirt underneath. Poor. You just know that that's like some poor writer. Who's like, I can't, I can't be shirtless. I know. Cause I don't have big muscles. Oh my God. You're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) But now everybody in the ring, it's champion edition, so everybody in the ring has a title. We'll accept MVP. So my idea was, 
Why not just have R-Truth come out and then Lashley throws him down and lets MVP get a title? That would be a fun moment, right? Well, that's weird because they do a photo op champion's pose and R-Truth bonus boys his way in the back and pops in like a groundhog for the picture. So I thought, oh my God, it's going to happen. No, jobbers just chase Truth and they fight to the back and then the Hardy Bros come out. So that's it. Mm-hmm. And Shelton references the five-second pose during the segment. He did. He did say that. So there you go. Um, Not on mic, but you could hear him. Um, Mm -hmm. So Hardy Bros come out, and that's Matt Riddle. Or not, sorry, just Riddle and Jeff Hardy. And Riddle says, why are you guys buying expensive drinks at the club? Does he think the VIP lounge is like a real bar? Yeah. Buying expensive drinks at the club. You should do drugs and watch drug shows and listen to drug podcasts like me. He's partners with Jeff, the recovering addict Hardy here. (laughs) And this is what we're doing. And then Jeff talks about faith. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is bad. This is a particularly bad segment. Wow. Riddle was, Riddle was doing a, a promo where he just listed all the things that if you asked me to come up with a stereotype of like a, like a druggy hippie type. He yes. Was listing phrases. That Everything. Associated with that character. Yes. It's awful. Yep. He's <laughs> already in the ring, Drew Gulak. Oh my God, that's real. Backstage, Angel, Angel Garza exists and he tells Sarah something about a date under the mistletoe. Yeah, right. His character would never show up. He's the worst, worst Lothario on earth. He can't get a date to save his life. When is the episode going to be that he just says, I never had a date. I'm a complete phony. Do we know? Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing to say. I don't know. No, there's yeah. nothing to say. I didn't take. No. Any, I didn't take any notes on this segment. Guess what? Gulak versus Garza, wing clipper. Garza wins in like a minute. Yep. It's nothing. And okay, but hey, liar Tom, let's cut to you. Here we go. Angel Garza making a very important impression tonight after TLC. What? What, what does that mean? What? what? Well, he had a lot to prove coming off his TLC match. Wow. Backstage interview with AJ Styles and Omos. AJ's mad at Miz, but AJ's going to be on Miz TV next. Okay. Already in the ring, Miz and Morrison for Miz TV. Miz is I really, sad. I yeah. really like Joe. I really like this segment. At the beginning of Miss TV, the background, the crowd is gone and all the LED boards are showing like a cityscape yeah. to be the background for Miss TV. Do more of that. Get rid of these stupid people. And I know. Do, more do some nice looking cool LED stuff. Boards. Yes, I yes. know. I agree. So, by the way, let's take an aside here and, and, and note that Stephanie McMahon trusts, has no common sense and trusts her technical staff and Kevin Dunn when they tell her that this crowd noise we're hearing is a mix of piped in noise and those people on their webcams. She thinks she, okay, she doesn't have the common sense to understand that there is a five to seven second delay on everyone in that arena and that she doesn't know that when you do a big finisher or whatever and the crowd goes, oh, that you would hear, oh, in seven seconds. So she believes them when they tell her that this is a mix of sound and we can really hear people on their webcams from their house. Uh, she, she doesn't care. 
She she maybe knows, but doesn't care. Do you think so? Because I think she's yeah. just dopey enough to believe it. Mm, I think it's good enough. Okay. So there's too there's too many things that are obviously glaringly wrong for them to not hear from Dunn that oh just so you know this is it's not quite synced up when we say it's live but you know it's pretty close and and Stephanie was like yeah yeah whatever I don't care that's okay. what's happening all right cha ching cha ching um yeah. so Miz is very sad he gets very emotional because his cash in failed um. AJ Styles comes out as the guest with almost and Styles says, you idiot, Miz, you're such an idiot. You ruined my match. I was going to win that title and you cashed in at the wrong time. And now you lost your briefcase and I lost the title. And Miz freaks out and he says, listen, that briefcase, that was everything to me. That was my entire life. And all I wanted to do was win the WWE title again, like I did 10 years ago, because nobody respects me. And then I thought being champion would fix that. And people would start too. So I am very sorry, AJ. I apologize for cashing in. I shouldn't have done it. So Miz says, uh, but listen, I have an offer for you. How about you join me in the Marine Part 47? And they show the poster. And AJ's like tiny in the poster. <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. You can't even see me in the poster. And almost yells at Morrison. And he's like, you're the one that cashed in. We should be mad at you. And I know you don't like this, but I do because I told we were watching this upstairs and I told Amy before this segment, I said, when they showed the replay, I didn't notice that it's TLC, <coughs> but I did notice on the replay on Raw. And I said, Miz should be mad at Morrison because he cashed in. Morrison cashed in. Miz never cashed in. So they should be able to take this one back. And I was like, ha ha ha. WWE would never think of that because that's just like the whole Braun Strowman thing. When he cashed in against Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia, he gave the briefcase to then interim general manager Baron Corbin. And Baron's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And then I thought, there's so many stories you can do out of that. That wasn't the real cash in. Corbin could cash in himself because it was transferable, all these things. But I thought, nah, WWE's not going to do it. So when Miz starts making a face like he's the wheels are turning, and you're right. He's like, wait a minute, I didn't cash in. Marson, remember, you did. So the only person that's allowed to cash in is the person whose contract it is, so I can get it back. Whether you like it or not, Idiot Tom says, what is Miz talking about? <sighs> you just saw the replay. What do you mean? So yes, Miz is getting the contract back. Like it or not. All right. So why do you hate it though? Because I don't want to see Miz carrying that briefcase and being at that level and just continuing to to have these teasing storylines that he's going to cash in here and cash in there. I'm done with it. We've had it's it's out of the way and I don't think he's ever going to win the title. Uh, going into WrestleMania. I just don't see that happening. So it's it just feels unnecessary. And it, it just is going to keep Morrison and Miz right. together on screen for longer. I don't want it. So okay. that's why I don't like it. That's now, fair. I, you having described it for the first time to me, I see what you're saying. I'm 50-50 hopeful that Miz is aware of what you're saying. Some of the writers are aware of what you're saying. Yeah. But that it will be dropped and maybe <sighs> lead to Miz Morrison having a, a, a blow up or something. I don't know. I'm the hopeful thing, that it doesn't go where you're saying. Right. But the thing I liked about it 
was that it never got closure. And Tom even acted like it was like a, like an afterthought. That's why I liked it because now it's a it's a it's a it's one hook that they have. Excuse me, that they can use in the future. And if you're planning something for WrestleMania, you can do something with it. Um, See, you have this vision of somebody coming out of nowhere with a briefcase and cashing in where you didn't even know they still had a briefcase. I yes. Think, I remember this went all the way back to Brian, well, Baron just, Corbin. Right, Baron Corbin. And that just never, never happened, even though it was acknowledged as possible at some point, was it not? No, that was never no, they acknowledged. Never, they never hinted no, at it. No, no, no. That was us fantasy booking. So Okay, okay. This is the first time when, as soon as Miz made that face, I was like, oh my God, they might actually do something smart. So we'll see. I I don't want Miz and Morrison doing anything together. But I even, no, I don't either. Way. They're at their maximum annoying that I, I can't, I, this week though, they weren't as annoying as they were the last three, but still, you know, still don't need it. Um, but I still hope they do something. Even if it's something as silly as what the heck, Miz still has the briefcase and he cashes in and like on Goldberg or somebody and fails. Like any, at least they remembered. That's all. But anyway, um, Drew comes out and he says stupid, stupid things. And he does the nightmare after TLC. So this is the third time they've done this, this, this poetry, rhyming poetry bullcrap. But this time yeah. with Seamus and Keith Lee making appearances out of spotlight, like they, with no entrances. And the poem has no finish. The finish of the poem is that it has no finish. The joke is the guys can't remember. And the reason is because they didn't, couldn't figure it out. Not the wrestlers, the writers. <laughs> can you believe that? I can. I absolutely believe it. The poem has no finish. Quick, just make them talk about how it has no finish. High five. Everyone fights, but... AJ Styles kicks Keith Lee into Sheamus. And now, guess what happens? Oh, the faces are idiots that can't get along. Like, you hit me. And there's nobody that can watch the footage and go, oh, wait, no. it was an accident. Okay. No. Right. Tom says, coming up next in scheduled competition. What a lunatic. Who would talk like that? Coming up next in scheduled competition on Raw. Shut up. Who do you think you are, Tom? Retribution come out. And backstage, Keith Lee yells at Seamus. He says, I was on Raw with you. He means Team Raw. <laughs> too, I'm too, on Raw with you now, yep. even. Too much fake screaming. This is three guys screaming at each other. I hate it. Drew tells Keith Lee, Seamus is great. He's like, he's my best friend from forever. Let's just get along. Seamus looks a lot better without the spiked hair, by the way. Yes. 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 I like yes. his goofy outfit, too. Yeah. That he wears I like, when, I like when him as like old Irish fella. Yes, you know? I do, too. T-Bar versus Ricochet is next. Yes, T-Bar, everyone. Mm -hmm. The stat... Okay. The stat on T-Bar that Tom wants us to know about... Are you ready? <laughs> he was the first member of Retribution to speak. Are you serious? Okay. T-Bar wins. the run sheet and he knows that he's going to be cutting a promo at the exactly. end of the segment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So T-Bar wins and T-Bar cuts a moronic promo about join us or end your existence. Those are his words, not mine. I, okay. So 
I, okay. Earlier today, WWE Network exclusive. Nope, they're showing it now, so it's not exclusive. New Day, congratulate the Hurt Business. That's it. Yep. And they're going to bounce back because they sell t-shirts and there's only three tag teams. Of course! There's not enough tag teams for us to not win the titles back. Hurt Business come out again. They do the whole entrance again. It's so weird. Lashley and MVP versus the Hardy Bros. It's a match. Hurt Lock, Hardy taps out to the Hurt Lock again. This keeps happening over and over. It's like Groundhog Day. Oh, wait, that's how they book. Backstage, AJ Styles, Miz, and Morrison yell at each other, and their match is sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Elias with Jackson Riker. Why does Riker on the close-ups look like he's going to cry? Did something bad happen to him? He looks just horrified by life. He's so moved by Elias' words and music. I think so. Yeah. Elias talks about getting electrocuted again, and then Lucha House Dragon Party come out to interrupt, and all of a sudden it's a match. This is a copy-paste from last week, too. It is, but last week it was R-Truth and nothing happened. This week it's a match. So yeah, this it's week, a match with two guys who I think were chasing R-Truth last week, no? Yeah. Oh, I know, but I'm saying this is this time it's a match. Last time it was just a schmoz. But Riker versus Grand Metalik is the match. Elias sits on the top turnbuckle, plays a guitar, and tries to start singing a song. He here are the lyrics. He's gonna lose. There's two guys in the so you're right. Um, and then they can't even do anything with this because the time we have allotted for the segment with match and talking is two minutes. Choke bomb, as Tom says, and Riker wins. What a waste of my time. What was this? Gotta, Nothing. Gotta fill, that tag, gotta fill that tag team void in the future. This is wow. this is uh, Riker and Elias racking up wins on dark. Wowza. Um, Orton walking. Now Orton comes out to the ring. The commentators do somber voice, like, we are in the presence of a man who killed another man. This is stupid. Orton says he's sick and twisted, like everybody said, but I'm happy that I burned the fiend alive. That was fun. I think it's a regular riot. And he says, well, I got rid of the fiend and he's gone and I was the one that did it. So the lights go out, the fiend style. And when they come back on, it's Alexa Bliss on a swing set in the ring. And she calls it Alexa's playground and says the fiend built that for her. Okay. She says... Where is the fiend? Can you guess? Can you guess? Is he? And then she makes all these jokes about fire. She says, mm-hmm. is he eating barbecue? Get it? Barbecue. He, 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 he. And then, and I, I like Alexa Bliss in this role, but these jokes are bad. Um, yep. And they should feel bad. But mm-hmm. she says this. I can't even make this up. The fiend was burned in the ring and absorbed. I, I can't believe this. He, he was absorbed into the mat and went down into the earth. He is home now. And when he comes back, he's going to be super evil, brave fiend Wyatt or some nonsense. And the comments, swamp, swamp thing, fiend, swamp thing, puddle, uh, fiend. And the commentators think that Bray Wyatt's dead and they're all confused. And they, they're like, we saw him burn alive. How could he come back? (laughs) This is, this is, so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, at some point in all this, this is, this is my one note here. At some point in all this, Randy says he couldn't sleep because of the voices that help him sleep at night. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. This oh, Randy's segment before Alexa comes in was so overwritten. And, and now that when Randy comes out, why does he keep like chattering to himself? 
The voices are supposed crazy. to be. He's talking he's to the voices in his head because he's killed a man. Oh my god. Okay. Now we hear fake woos and Charlotte comes out, but we we see that promo for that horrible 2020 video again. With, yep, the whole thing. Charlotte Nardi in the Ring Oscar versus Lacey Evans. You have two. You could do two entrances for the Hurt Business, but Oscar's already in the versus Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. Lacey in the candy cane shorts. Merry Christmas. Yes, but before the match. Lacey and Peyton are backstage. Lacey is absolutely terrible. She makes a... All I could say is it's a racist handout comment. Anytime AJ or Lacey are talking about handouts, you know what they mean. And then she's the penguin. Did you hear... Did you see her face? She's like... What is that? What is that? I don't know. Then... Okay. Oh, my God. Then... WWE pimps TikTok Peyton Royce Gordon Ramsay still shot split screen. This was okay. The last time I checked, TikTok is videos, right? Why would you not show a clip? Yeah. This is a still. You know what I can do? I can make a a TikTok that graphic that says TikTok with me and some celebrity split screen and pretend I had that interaction too. <laughs> Why is this anything? I like how they said celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay, and they said it like seven times. They never once just said Gordon Ramsay. It's always yep. celebrity Because we don't know Gordon who Gordon Ramsay is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nia and Shayna watch backstage. In the match, the heels can't get along. What a shocker, because that's every freaking story in WWE. Figure eight, Peyton taps. Oh, my God. This is their push for Peyton. She's tapping out to Charlotte already. Okay. You got it, dude. Maybe she'll be the surprise tag team partner for Billy Kay. That'd be kind of interesting. Crossing brands, you know. Wouldn't that be great? It's never going to happen. <laughs> Backstage, no, it could. Backstage, Drew, Sheamus, and Keith Lee get ready, and they don't like each other. Titus O'Neil, network exclusive. He helps the community in an exclusive clip that I'm somehow watching on USA. Also, he's helping this old woman, and he says, he, what, is it, what kind of car does he give her? Uh, well, he gives her some kind of, like a new SUV, but he says that he hopes that it can be handed down from generation to generation in her family. How does he think cars work? <laughs> he wants her to spend more money than that car's sticker vet, sticker price in order to keep to get it that up fixed, long to hand so it lasts longer. Wow, yeah. I would say Titus is giving bad advice. Also, is it sad that when they started, when I was, when I realized at this point that there is no Diva Death Spot match, but instead. <laughs> it would be this Titus promo. The second they said that it's somebody that's helping the community, I instantly knew it had to be Titus because there is no one else anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So good for you, Titus. Yes. But bad for everybody else. Backstage, Miz is on the phone with his lawyer, and he's, again, they don't spell it out, but he is basically saying, look, get this fixed up because I want my contract back. And as we know, with Miz getting a shot at that briefcase when he shouldn't have, and also going to wrestler's court or whatever when he shouldn't have and also getting mandy deported or whatever he did to raw like he shouldn't have all these things he when he makes the call these things happen so it's happening oh yeah he does he does reference that he has pull at usa so it's happening aj styles hangs up the phone on him and miz goes do you know how much that cost me yeah zero because it's still gonna happen so i don't know what you're talking about 
Main event, Holiday Street Fight. And I wrote, nobody is watching this. It's Drew McInfart, Sheamus, and Keith Lee versus Miz Morrison and AJ Styles. Before the match, though, Drew and Sheamus eat cookies and act unnaturally friendly with each other. Like, to the point where I don't even know who these guys are anymore. Sheamus then... Oh, he no-sells Keith Lee's Grizzly Magnum because they're trying to one-up each other in the ring to go to break. High five. Then we come back. There's no explanation of to why, how they're getting along after that. Seamus barely goes through a table of cookies. He almost dies. Then, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, then Tom he says... Lands on, he la- Wait, Joe, he lands on his feet, but because he missed the table, he then smashes his Yes, he has to break it himself. <laughs> yes. Like when you have to throw yourself out of the Royal Rumble because they messed Great. up. Then Tom says, candy cane kendo stick. Oh my God, how many times do we have to go through this? The joke is Singapore candy cane. Get it? Not candy cane kendo stick, you stupid idiot. Every year, Drew kills AJ on a table spot. Oh, yes, every year. What is year. it with Drew and, and, and AJ this week? This is the second time this week that he kills AJ by yep, missing And the AJ table basically completely. hits his head on the floor and eggnog. Uh, almost puts Morrison through a table. But, and he does drop. that baby yep, drop that you said, mm-hmm. the slop drop or whatever it is, what did I call yep. it, the, the, the plop drop and drop. Jawa drop. And guess what? They cut away. So they ruined the spot. Kevin Dunn, high five. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee tags himself in so he could do the spirit bomb on Miz and the faces win. And that makes Seamus mad. Bro kick to Keith Lee. And then guess what? Your, your end of raw is Drew going I vouched for you, and it's over. I, I told him you were cool, man. Oh, my God. It's going to be the second lowest rated Raw ever. That was particularly bad. Oh, you didn't even mention, did you, that they were doing tags in that no disqualification? Because match. I said it earlier. I didn't have to say it again. The point oh, is, w- earlier, yeah. WWE doesn't like tornado rules. And I ask again... If the heels, who are such jerks, didn't listen to the ref when he said you can't come in because of a tag, what's the ref going to do again? Disqualify. Oh, wait, he can't. Why didn't WWE learn? They should have learned from the Shield that one of the best things that you can do in a in a show when you don't know what to do yeah. is just have a, a six man tornado tag plunder match. There you go. That's what the Shield was always amazing. I know, at. and it was always fun. Yep. Well, WWE's dumb. So there you go. Yeah. They thought the shield got over because of <clears throat> Seth's promo skills. Yes. Must've been it. I remember when we used to call Seth the, the nerd of the group. It was like, he was the weird talking weird one that didn't have a future. <laughs> That's what we used to think. I, I don't miss him. I don't miss him right now. Oh, I don't either. He was, Take he, time, he was, he needs a big break. Yeah. He needs to stay hey. away for a while. Hey Joe, I I actually uh, had some time today because this is this is Tuesday now. Uh, I listened to Raw Talk today. You didn't. Nobody listens I to did. that. I listened to it. I just put it on the background. You know, just to, nobody like, watches Raw things. Talk. I don't believe you. Okay. Two quick things. Our truth absolutely teased that he uh, he sounds like he's going to drop the title next week, but that, you know you can't put any stock in that. But it sure <laughs> sounded like it. Okay. He said he said talk to me about that title next week. And with no context provided, which led me to believe that he might know something. And also, uh, Ricochet is teasing, turning, and joining Retribution, mm. so he probably won't. Yep. But, oh, uh, yeah, that was that was the, the raw talk. Nothing really happened there. You know how I know Ricochet 
won't ever join the group because he's losing to everyone to get to Ali. So in all logic says that that means when he gets there, he joins. But then WWE will go against that and they'll make him fight Ali and win because this is how WWE books like morons. Mm. Well, they're both little, so. Well, they don't like them and they'll be a main event then. Again and again and again. So I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. Yeah. I can't talk yeah. about it anymore. So. No more wrestling. Okay. That's a lot. Too much wrestling, Joe. Too much wrestling. Okay. Way too much. So, um, all right. I think we're done here for today. That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, happy holidays. And again, please stay away from the COVIDs. Don't, don't have gatherings and stuff. Use, take advantage of technology. Use Zoom and Skype and all that other bull crap uh, instead. But um, that's our show. Thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody.